Adventure of the World, where daytime animation reigns in the world of Batman the Animated Series. Using stunning visuals and outstanding storytelling, a series that redefined a heroic legend through style and mythos, giving the world the definitive Cape Crusader. With your co-host Vicky Ray, Joe Randazzle, Greg Johnson, David Grant, Matthew Rose, and Keith Shago as they unmask the ultimate superhero, Batman, the animated series as explored by the Literary Licensed Podcast. This podcast and this Batman week. We'll be discussing four episodes from Batman. And before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got Sean Steffen with us. Hello, Sean. Hey, everybody. Joe Randazzle. Hello, Joe. Hey, everyone. Vicky Ray. Hey, people. And I'm your host, Keith Shogun. Before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to. Starting with you, Sean. What have you been up to since last time we spoke to you? Uh, I've been working like crazy, so I've not really gotten a chance to do or see much. Uh, I got the Master Sword in Zelda. That is, uh, that was the accomplishment of my week. Uh, Asher got a sword from Zakura. What that was, Asher? What's that sword called? Everybody's getting swords this week except me. Uh, but the last movie I got a chance to see, and it's something I kind of want to talk about just briefly. Um, Jonathan Majors is the most fascinating actor I have seen in a long, long time. Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors. Uh, he's the only thing watchable in the new Ant-Man movie. He, uh, Joe and I uh, saw Creed 3, and we also vi- revisited, I revisited, and he saw for the first time, a Western from 2021 called The Harder They Fall. Oh, I didn't see the new Ant-Man yet. No oh, wonder from, Lovecraft, from Lovecraft County. Yeah. That's yeah. It. He he was cast as Kang the Conqueror. He's possibly in the process of being uh, exiled from Hollywood due to things. He was dropped by his agency. And uh, I I don't know. Creed, right? Yeah, Creed 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love him. He's a great actor. Every movie, everything I have ever seen him in, I cannot take my eyes off him. It, it is, he's one of the most fascinating actors I've seen in the last 10 years. Um, every moment, every frame he is on camera matters, and he knows how to make it work. It, 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 you can't take your eyes off the guy. I kind of understand why Marvel decided to put all their chips on him. Apparently, it's it's now coming out that they saw the dailies from Loki. They saw what he did in Ant-Man. They're like, let's make this guy our big bad for the next five he's our new thanos let's put everything in this guy because they thought he could carry everything turns out he allegedly is a very troubled guy and uh has has some issues and he's been kind of exiled from hollywood so i don't know the full details of everything that's happened with with his case and everything all i all i know is just the outcome yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Because you, you when, when I yeah um, when I watched Creed three, I think I might have messaged you guys. Um, but my initial reaction was Jonathan Majors because of all the stupid things that he seems to have done may have cost himself an Academy Award already. Yeah, because I think he would have. I think we would have been talking about him at least being nominated for best supporting actor. Um, uh, at next year's Oscars for Creed three because he is Creed three is a damn good movie and he's the best thing in in a damn good movie. Yeah, um, he's extremely talented. It's just a shame that he's apparently so troubled and so, uh, apparently has so many issues because uh, he's well. I mean, phenomenal. allegedly the woman that he apparently physically assaulted has now te- has sent out a propaganda that said that basically she made it up. Oh, I hadn't read that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That came out so, on March 30th. So who knows the question what's going is, on between does, us two. Does Hollywood accept him back? Does his agency eventually, does he go, th- does he go through the mea culpa of everything? Does he go? And I mean, like is it's one of those things where I, you can't, well, you really can't take your eyes off the guy. He's, he's the most fascinating actor I've ever seen. I, I really, it really is. I, he, he's, he's so charismatic. This Western that I checked out a couple from a couple of years ago, uh, the, the harder they fall, it's him, Idris Elba, uh, Regina King and, uh, and Zazie beats. And they just, it is a fantastic tribute to the classic black Westerns of the thirties, uh the spaghetti westerns and uh even tarantino's style of western a little bit it, it's it's a fascinating movie so i don't know i i, I hope i mean if if, 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 if he's if, smart if he's yeah. smart he'd go he'd go to broadway do some yeah. states states productions for two or three years and hollywood will welcome back welcome back with open arms well if it's if, if uh if, if it is, is what, yeah, <laughs> what you're saying is true Excuse me. He deserves a second chance because, quite frankly, the guy is fascinating. And and it sounds like the woman. I mean, I don't know what happened there. And even if he did lay hands on her, which is totally wrong anyway. But it just seems like the two of them have kind of this weird, messed up relationship anyway. From what you're reading from between the two of them, so who? I mean, I don't think anyone's going to know the truth besides the two those those two. But they seem to be playing each other quite rapidly. (laughs) So. Yeah. If she's coming out with stuff like this afterwards and then saying, oh, I, d- I didn't mean to get you arrested. It was, you know, it was a terrible mistake on my part and so on and so forth. But is it like a Johnny Depp thing going on with him? Or I didn't see anything about it. That's why it I- was a bit, it, it happened so quick. It was like over a three week period. He he there was an arrest. He I didn't see uh, any of that. His, his, evi- his lawyer said he was going to put out evidence for that would show his innocence and no yeah, evidence ever came out. Did. And then, and then, and then, the thirtieth of November, just as he's got after everything gets dropped, and this woman sends a thing out to the press saying, "Trial by media." All, all take it was all taken out of proportion. That she's sorry. That she didn't mean for it to get this far. And, yeah, that's what they and, always that that that's too and, bad. I hate to see his, his he had such a brilliant career ahead of him. I that's the thing. Well, like, well the, the the problem with these kind of allegations, though, is that once Hollywood makes a decision. It's a bit like you're out. 
Well, it's not that they don't want to say that they made a mistake. They don't want to say we're sorry. So but they're all a bunch of reprobates, basically. To this, why, why would they go after him? They've a lot of them have been guilty of it, actually. Well, so well, I mean, but think of, think, think of it. Think of it as politics. If you have a governor that messes up in a in a law. And they know, and after about six months, they realize this law is not going to work or whatever like oh, this, so this taxation stupid. is not going to work. We wouldn't what have any do, actors if we got rid of everybody that was accused of but, something. But what, but what I'm saying is what the, what, the, what, the, what the government will do is they won't admit that they made a mistake and go, listen, mm -hmm. we made a mistake. We're going to redo it this way. This is actually better. They don't do that. So but he's proven <laughs> himself in several movies already. Yeah, <laughs> but, at the same, but at the same time, mm -hmm. I mean, um, let's let them say that the allegations are true. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if, I mean, if he if he is if he is pr producing domestic abuse in his private life, is that should he be still have the? I mean, it's a bit like, but then again, it's a bit like the, it's the Woody Allen and Roman yeah. Polanski situation. It's like, should we still be celebrating them? Well, they do. Or should we? I know they do, but I mean, but you know, but or like except you know, Harvey. Harvey's in in Rome, New York, and and the old and the old prison. But what I'm saying, so you got, you can't, so you kind of have to. Look, but we're we are in the new age now that basically now that we're punishing people for this stuff. Yeah, now. sadly. Yeah. Well, yeah, the days of the Hollywood fixer are over. Oh, yeah. there's no Hollywood fixers. Well, there's some of them got a fixer. I think it depends uh, on who we are, don't you think? Ezra Miller, as far as I'm concerned, what everything Ezra Miller did is far worse. Yeah, yeah. and we're about. his his face is on every fucking billboard. You know, it's. And he's not on any uh, press junket. Did they prove that Ezra Miller did all that? God, it's so hard to believe yeah. he did some of that stuff. Mm, he apologized for it. Yeah, I he haven't paid any for attention. He was found guilty of breaking in and stealing some booze from a neighbor's house. That was the one thing he was found guilty of. Is that a big deal? No, no, it's everything else. Everything else. It's all. It's all. It's all. The fourteen-year-old boy. The kidnapping. The yeah. The that baby that put the bullet the, in the mouth. All the stuff that you. You're just like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. That's such a shame. That's, that's stuff. Shame. That's all like, the alleged really shit is. that they keep saying. You're like, Ugh. let's no, just say this. Country's this. gone to shit anyway when it comes to that. Well, I mean, let's <laughs> just, let's just let's just say this: that when he was cast as, we need to talk about Kevin. He might have been typecasted. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. I, oh, yes, that's uh, right. He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yes. That was a good movie. I rather so, But but yeah, that that's <coughs> but that that's my takeaway from this is what Ezra Miller's done is so much worse. How old is he? He's a kid. Uh, 20, 30, 20, 20, they're both, 30, they're yeah. both young because I think even yeah. Jonathan Majors, I think, is only in like his, his mid-30s or early 30s. But yeah, if there's any well, takeaway from anything, to me. I, I could be all of your mothers. So, <laughs> <laughs> if there's awesome. any takeaway from this, I'd say check out the harder they fall. It's on Netflix. I keep wanting to watch. Is that the Black Western? Yes. 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 That looks really good. I'm gonna watch that it tonight. When very, it very good. Looks like something I can watch in front of him. Unfortunately, it's I don't think because it's a Netflix movie. It's never. Well, you gonna know, remember I was movie. telling you all about Teen Titan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought not... it was Teen Titan. Okay. Well, I took it off because the first bit, first episode is, you know, what's his face there in the bathroom? Well, Scott made, my husband made the same mistake and put it out the other night. I go, no, don't turn on Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> because I go, I knew in first 15 minutes he couldn't watch it. But no, I, the harder they fall, I'm glad you guys brought that up because I was, I wanted to watch that. It looked really good. Truly and I really like the actor. So oh, yeah. I still like him. I don't care. 
You can't believe anything you read anymore. <laughs> well, there, 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 does, there does seem to be, um, there does seem to be uh, s- some substance to what's been said about yeah about Jonathan bit. Majors. So um, time yeah. will tell, I guess. Yeah, Broadway might yeah. be his deal. You might be right. I mean, we don't want another Beretta story, do we? No, no. Or, or Phil Spector. <laughs> that's yeah. that's true. That's true. Forgot about that. But I totally forgot mm. about that. That is a fascinating story, though, in and of itself. Whole other podcast. Yeah. So. What about yourself, Joe? What have you been up to? Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's been a couple um, of days for you, huh? Yeah, it's been a rough couple of days for me. Um, before that, yeah, we, we watched, uh, we watched Creed three, we watched, um, uh, the harder they fall. Um, I started, uh, I started going through all the Halloween movies, uh, for the podcast next week, even though we're technically only covering the 78 and the remake, I, I realized I hadn't watched, uh, two, four, five, six, seven, and eight very much. So I was like, all right, let me Halloween's. Yeah. So like, let me just get get back th- get back into them. That way, you know, if people on the podcast next week do start discussing the sequels that I haven't seen as much. I have some frame of reference because for a lot of them, I haven't seen them. Se- I've been yeah, seeing. Well, <laughs> I haven't I seen Rob Zombies Halloween the other day. Go, you know what? It wasn't that bad. The third or fourth viewing, I almost liked it. Ne- it. it never was that bad. I never thought it oh. was that bad. I, I, I didn't the, think it was that the, bad. The, was- the, the, the sequel's bad because he brought his wife back from the dead. But that, I mean, that's another oh, story together. Damn, <laughs> there's that. We'll, um, we'll, we'll discuss all. We'll discuss all that next week. But I realize right. I, I haven't seen Halloween Six, Halloween H Two, or Halloween Resurrection since they came out. And no, they're all out right now too. Resurrection came out in in twenty in two thousand three, so I was like, all right, I, I definitely have to, uh, you know, that it's one's been hard to get through. Twenty twenty five years. Uh, well, I'm I'm up to four. I watched up to four so far, and then, Joe, uh, you're such an overachiever. You always have been. <laughs> well, it's I mean, it's it's really more that like I feel like there's probably going to be people on the podcast next week who have seen all of them recently or watch all of them pretty yeah, frequently. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just gotta I I gotta I gotta knuckle down. I gotta get through them because I I need to have some frame of reference on these movies that I haven't seen in 25 years. Halloween four, I'll say I you know not as bad as I remembered it. Um, mm. Halloween four is great. Yeah, Danielle yeah. Harris is the best of the early sequels. Fantastic. But Lori, that Lori Strode's a bad mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, she yeah. was a bad mother. Oh yeah, she. <laughs> well, if we go by what happens in H two O, her death, her off camera death between Halloween two and Halloween four. I mean, she faked her own death and left her child, <laughs> and then and started up a new family. Started up a new life and a new family. See yeah. the Halloween true. timeline for some reason. The Halloween timeline is so fractured that it goes Halloween one, two, then H two O. That so it kind of omits the Thorn trilogy. So like it, it, it I mean that the whole timeline is all over the fucking map. Depending if there is no timeline. Time. Oh, there is. There's alternate timelines. There, it's a multiverse. Yeah, there's there's three ti- There's three timelines. <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, and uh, and up and up until um, the new trilogy. Yeah, you know, Lori and Michael are brother and sister, which is what yeah. Rob Zombie goes with. So now it's now they're apparently not brother and sister. So. Yeah, because it's it's Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween four, five, six is one is one timeline. Then Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween H two O, Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection is another timeline. 
Halloween and Halloween 2018 and then the, the new movies are another timeline. And then there's Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, which is a completely different timeline because in that one, Halloween is just a movie in that universe and none yes. of the events really happen. Because, yeah, they're, they're watching it on TV. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not as screwed up as the Texas Chainsaw timeline. That one is. That yeah, one's yeah. ten times the continuity. There is no continuity. There's no continuity. <laughs> every every single every single uh, movie of that series is a requel. It's it's or or a, a reboot or start. I don't even know a sequel reboot. I don't even know anymore. I want to say it was. Uh, I saw a video recently. It was Brad Jones, the cinema snob. Just bring another Sawyer up from the basement. As soon yeah, as you yeah, knock yeah. him over yeah. with a hammer, bring yeah. another one up from the basement. That seems to be what happens in that series. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I was going Vigo to McConaughey. I was going through the Halloween uh, movies, and um, unfortunately, they're something... fun to watch. Though they might be fucked up, but they're fun to watch. Something... It's mindless entertainment. So, so uh, and then early in this week, something happened, and I decided I needed to switch and watch stuff that's less serious in tone. And I just decided I was I wanted to go a little less dark, and I've just been watching like classic comedies and stuff, just to kind of get my mind off something that uh, that happened earlier. Yeah, that's in the week. good for you though, too. And yeah, I've been watching a lot of Chaplin this week. A lot of uh, uh, I, I watched a Wheeler and Woolsey movie last night from 1931 and i realized that they may have created the who's on first thing that made abbott and costello famous oh, really I, I really got to look into it yeah because there was uh, I was thinking we were watching ed wood last night we were i was thinking about you guys every time i see ed wood i think of joe and kate <laughs> ed you were watching the the tim burton movie ed yeah wood? No, the were, movie okay. the movie about it okay wood. i was i wasn't sure if you were watching an ed wood movie <laughs> No, I'll watch those. I love Ed. Love Glenda, Glenn or Glenda. I love all of those movies. I think they're so bad. They're genius. I'm so pull the drinks. Pull the drinks. I remember pull the drinks. I gotta I gotta find the magazine. But I remember reading an interview with Vampira. Uh, uh, like tw like 20, 25 years ago, where she was talking about Ed and how he was one of those people who was like, he didn't like the way Johnny Depp portrays him is kind of is kind of spot on because he didn't realize half the time how absolutely utterly stupid some of the things he wanted to do were you he was see the strings on the spaceship there goes the string you can well, almost see the string Apparently in, in the 70s, in the 70s, he was making porn and he was um he That's cast right. he cast Vampira and he apparently cast and she walked off the set because there was a scene where he wanted her to have sex with like this young guy in a coffin and she's like the fuck are you hiring me for? <laughs> I did never hear about that. I believe it though. Well, the, yeah, it, but yeah, he was apparently he was like, wait, what, what, what's what's the problem? It's acting. Like, so apparently he was he was oh, on a God. completely different level. He didn't realize that like what he was asking her to do was, you know, did basically he die unheard broke? of. Did he die yeah. broke? Yeah. 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 Well, he also cast himself in some of the porn as well. Yeah. Did he really? I see. I didn't know. Where, where yeah. did they find and he and he, and he, he was quite. Um, <laughs> that's just something to say. He was quite out of shape and sweating a lot at that point. In his life, so. <laughs> Bad enough, probably getting paid low dollar to be the girl in a porn movie, but have Ed Wood slobbering all over you. I couldn't have been. I would have asked for more. I would have taken American Express checks at that point. <laughs> um, so, Vix, what have you been up to? I don't take it any American Express checks this week, that's for sure. Um, not a whole lot, just shooing everybody out the door. It's motorcycle season. We kind of made the jump from BMX to motorcycle. So Asher's like gonna, they're gonna do like a grandfather son kind of whatever. I just hope somebody has a med unit standing by because I'm not there. 
But um, haven't been doing a lot. It's been really nice doing the water parks and stuff like that. And you guys love our water parks when you get to Dallas. But not a whole lot. I was watching, um, like I said, we were watching Ed Wood and some, some silly stuff like that. And I, you know what I started watching was like, Joe, I got kind of, I mean, you get down to the dumps, you watch too much crap on TV, you got to just regenerate your brain. But I started watching all the um, old earthquake and airport movies like Airport, Airport 75, Airport. Like all the old disaster movies. And that's what I was asking you guys the other day, go, did George Kennedy do every 70s disaster movie there was? I think so. I mean, he's in every single one of them. Almost all. Yeah. Uh, did he do Towering Inferno as well? Yeah, he was in the Towering yeah. Inferno too. Yeah. Him and Charles Nested were like everywhere together. But I forgot how immensely fun these movies were. And oh, I totally I, oh, forgot. I think, I, think he, I, I think he missed one. I don't think he's in Poseidon Adventure. I think that's the one he maybe, missed. Maybe, maybe not. Well, Charlton Heston wasn't it. Was Charlton? No, no, no. That wasn't Charlton Heston in the Poseidon Adventure. That was uh, Gene Hackman. Gene, Gene Hackman, yeah. But I mean, I thought it was kind we'll of funny. obviously need a paycheck. <laughs> because I, it, they were just kind of fun to watch again. And I forgot after watching Earthquake, I didn't realize, I guess I never paid attention, that Charlton Heston and Ava Gardner both die in Earthquake. They're swept away at the end, you know, in the movie. Yeah. And they both deserved it, I thought. When I, after going through the whole movie, it's like, yep, they, they deserved it. They were mean, you know. <laughs> they were cheating on everybody. Well, air, but, airport films are really hard to watch after you've seen Airplane. Yeah, that's the whole point, because I was thinking airplane, because we watched those the week before, and then we went yeah. back and started, you know the coffee scene with the two kids? I like yeah. my coffee hot and black like my men, and she's like <laughs> nine years old when she said that. I almost fell out of my chair, because I never noticed that scene before, until and, like two weeks And ago. the funny thing about it is, you get Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy eventually get together and do the Naked Gun movies. Yep. Yes, yeah. that's right. I got to watch those too. You want to talk uplifting. Those are so fucking <clears throat> stupid. They are brilliantly fun. And I mean, th those are the kind of movies I probably don't watch. I never saw yet. Police Squad when it originally aired, so I'm catching up on a lot of the clips. Of those were great. Really like, what was it? it Police so Academy, good. where they keep ending up in the gay bar, the Blue Oyster. The Blue Oyster, <laughs> I mean, Oyster that's yeah. so much fun. We, we uh, went through... We went through both series during the lockdown. We went through the Police Academy movies yeah. and we went through the Naked Gun movies. And yeah, they oh my are. God, I forgot about the Naked Gun. Is that the one where he's going, nice beaver? Is that yeah. that? With Priscilla Presley. Yeah, with Priscilla Presley. And she actually brings down the beaver. Those are just so much fun. Colonel Muthabon. OJ Simpson's kind of ruined that series for a while. You know what? OJ was a punk. To be fair, it's him getting his ass kicked the entire movie and just constantly getting beaten. So if anything, you get that. beat up a lot. Everything happens. I think after OJ Simpson, the whole trial came out, it's like anything that he's ever been in kind of been like shelled like back into the shadows, unfortunately. Hurts never recovered. You know what? That was the saddest thing, though, watching him live in that Bronco. Let me tell you that. I didn't get any joy. Yeah. I was a little uh, kid when it when that happened, and I remember it, it very very vividly. And uh, I was I think I was watching uh, the NBA playoffs. Every time. channel got broken <laughs> into. I know that yes. you were probably little, and I, I was. was. No, I was. I was, I was in. Uh, I was just uh, in grade school. I want to say. I oh my god, you're just. Young I remember. I remember grade, the the day that they were going to reach the verdict on the trial. I remember I was in high school. They wheeled the TV in. Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna watch the verdict yeah. live. Yeah. I mean, it was that big a deal. I was driving through downtown Denver on I twenty five when that when that verdict came out, and all the everybody just like everybody was listening, and everybody was infuriated. 
I think Norm Macdonald summed it up best. It's official. Murder is now legal in the state of California. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sadly true. Oh, well. Only for a year later to go to jail in Florida for beating someone up to get his trophy back. Well, now they kept selling his shit. He wanted his Heisman trophy back. He wanted all his memorabilia he back. His stuff back. Yeah, that's all. He's out now. He was golfing. He puts videos on Twitter every once in a while. He's it's around. Sur- it's surreal. He, can, he actually that. can. Yeah, but you can actually pay him to actually do like a little ad and he'll do an ad go, yeah, I'll kill you if you vote for us. <laughs> vote for him or I'll kill you. I remember the nice. same. Well, they don't remember, but the Samsonite ads with OJ and the gorilla and stuff and the gorilla would be beating the hell out of the Samsonite thing to prove how tough the Samsonite bag was. Because- I didn't see him in it when they aired, but I have seen him since. And yeah, that- <laughs> those are, are good ridiculous. commercials. That's a shame how that, I mean, it's so sad how things turn out sometimes. It just really is. I get no uh, joy out of it. I think it's more shame for Nicole and the other guy, really. But oh, anyway. yeah, it really sucks <laughs> for, for, for Goldman and Nicole, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, precisely. They got right through They got right through the mud, that, that, that whole series. The mud, and... the razor blades, everything. He carved them up like a Thanksgiving jerky. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was terrible, though. The glove. I still never got the glove thing. Was the glove too small? Was that the whole thing? No, the he, had, um, the, he the, would only he would only wear a pair of he would said he would only try the pair of gloves on if he wore surgical gloves first to, because he said he didn't want germs or something in the inside the glove maybe inside the gloves so he put on a pair of surgical uh, okay. gloves then put on the other gloves and as you know if you wear a pair of rubber gloves putting anything over a pair of rubber gloves is not going to exactly fit. Ah, I see. Exactly. I see. I thought it would make things easier. Johnny Cochran was a genius. Johnny, yeah. poor Johnny Cochran. That okay. guy. Well, well they went. They went for terrible. instead of murder. They they made it about race, and that's what. That's what. Yeah, that's what's sad. It was about race. Johnny Cochran so, was so, a genius. That's, so it wasn't, that's, that's so all you can say. It wasn't yeah. actually about the murders. It was more about is he being is he a product of racism. So, yeah, that's the only right. reason they were afraid he was good. They were going to burn down L.A. again. That's probably why they talked to Minnesota because nobody wanted to burn down L.A. again. That was right after the Rodney King riots, wasn't it? Right a couple of years. Yeah, a couple years later. The vibe, everything that you're saying, it's kind of all everything all came together at once and it was yeah, probably things, was like uh, the perfect I mean, but 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 even but even when they took the jury to OJ's house, they had to get rid of all the whiteness inside his house and make oh it that's more right they got rid of everything friendly. put up black native stuff yeah, to make it look he, like he was into yeah because because he because he never actually he never actually hung he didn't actually outside of his family he didn't believe in hanging around with other african-americans no he didn't embrace the culture family. at all that's why i was surprised yeah. they embraced him but symbolism i guess well i mean it's sports heroes you know what i mean well, I thought it was really sad myself. But what about you? I mean, I don't think what, I, you what I've been to, uh, well, ready to get Ferris to move over. He's moving over. So he'll be here next Thursday. So are you bringing a him. bunch of stuff? <laughs> got yeah, he's, got, he's got he's got a couple couple suitcases and stuff. So yeah, and then um then we were looking at places in Dallas at the moment. So we're doing that. And then I saw a really good comedy that I highly recommend called Bros. Oh, about, I uh, saw some of it. I never finished it. Oh, it's so funny. And I actually got, I got a bit teary-eyed at the end of it because it was quite sweet at the end of it. But it's it kind of like, it takes the piss out of the whole LGBTA situation. Oh, it does. 
and and it's written and directed by you know this uh this gay comedian sort of thing. So it's really really funny. I highly what channel was that on? I, I I kept seeing it, but I it never came. Put- it went it went to the cinemas, and it, over here has just come on our um like our oh, HBO. It's, it's over it. here. I think it's on streaming. Actually, who made it? Yes. Paramount. Who did it? Mm, I th- I can't. Um, Maybe that's gonna bug me. I'm just Universal trying to find things to watch. I think it was and really I'm all alone by myself all weekend. Mm. It's really good. I highly, I highly recommend it. And um, there's no big stars in it. Um, I think the big, I think the biggest one is Deborah Messing. She pops up in it, and um, you know, I one of the scenes without giving too much away. It's like the the main guy is like telling her his problem. She goes, she goes, I'm not great. For God's sakes, I'm Deborah Messing. I am playing a character. Stop telling me about your gay problems. (laughs) I'm not your best friend. Video, okay. It's on Prime Video. Yeah, it kind of reminded I, me of the birdcage a little bit, and I totally adore that movie. I love the birdcage. But it, I, I mean, I highly recommend it. It's really, really funny. It's very cute. It's a romantic comedy, of course, but the, you know, against this kind of backdrop. But it, it's done quite realistically, and they kind of do take the whole thing about you know stuff in the gay culture, like the threesomes and the chem section, all that's kind of thrown into this sort of thing. That's like quite funny. We've tongue firmly in cheek, but I highly recommend it. Okay. And then, I've never heard really too much about it one way or the other. So cool. Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. And then um yeah, and then Ferris and I have been watching a lot of teen comedy stuff at the moment, like Cruel Intentions and Was that any Kissing good Booth. Cruel Summer? Cruel Intentions. Watch that? Anybody watch Cruel Summer? <clears throat> never heard of it. Cruel Summer. Series? Just wondering. But Cruel Intentions the movie is fantastic. I highly I recommend that. that. Is it a series oh. or a movie? No, it's a movie from no, the nineties. I'm surprised you never heard of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. It's a, it's the teenage remake of um, Liaison de Dangerous. They, yeah, yeah, Dangerous oh, Liaisons. they did a redo. Yeah, I mean, with, teen, with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Reese right. Witherspoon. Oh, is, it the the yeah. is it pretty much the same story that? Yeah, like, yeah, it's just set in, just set in high school. I love the first one. I love Sarah Gellar though. I've always loved her. Yeah, so, 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 so yeah, we watched that. So. I haven't seen Sarah that in a Blair. long time either. What's yeah. that? I, uh, yeah, I said I, I haven't seen that one. In a, I haven't seen that in a long time either. That's maybe something to do for I for love that watch. movie. It was mm-hmm. cruel. Yeah. That was a really mean movie. It's sort of like Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. You felt like beating the shit out of everybody once you finished watching it, you know? <laughs> That's what I felt when you watch Unforgiven. It's like, I'm going to go fuck somebody up now. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's the movie that actually turned Reese Witherspoon into a name, doesn't it? Really, because after that, so. she did walk, walk in the line and stuff like that. I think, so. well, yeah, because she was yeah, because she was that, she was pretty victimized in that movie, so I think she sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's quite interesting because I think that's I mean, because she did that movie Fear with Mark Wahlberg, didn't she? And then then, then the next thing, she, her breakout, I think, was Fear. Yeah, at least. And then the and then election. That played very well. Well, she got her start on As the World Turns. She was playing Erica Kane's daughter on As the oh, World Turns. Oh yeah, that's how my mom. Well, Michelle Michelle Geller. Yeah, your mom would remember. <laughs> she was a big soap. She that. loved her soaps. Yeah. 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 Well, and Sarah Michelle Geller was a soap actress as well when yeah. she was younger. Yeah. As the world turns, yeah. as the world turns, she was the but, um, cat. she was she was a horror on that. She was so rotten on there. She was good. She got well, good though. I just remember Reese Witherspoon playing a total bitch in Election with Matthew Broderick, which is oh. brilliant. <laughs> that <laughs> was another one. Was a brilliant movie. She was a true. I have never seen a movie, movie. where she's played movie. a bitch. What movie was? Oh, it? the Election is really good. You watch it with Matthew Broderick. 
Really? So, I've never, she's yeah, always been, yeah. you know, like Miss Alabama kind of stuff. I've never seen her play a bitch in anything. <laughs> what was it called? Blonde. Election. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's it's basically it's about a, a a school school election, and she is just a total asshole. She's a very really? yes, sounds good. Who's okay. trying to win uh, the, win the school uh, council president, I believe, and, it, yeah. it, and she just goes at, at what all lengths to do so. It all goes to shit from there. <laughs> and, and 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 Matthew Broderick sees right through her, and no matter what he does, he ends up looking worse and worse because this. of it. I love That's Matthew Broderick. Is this an older or a newer movie? Uh, late, late 90s. Late 90s, early 2000, maybe. And on that note, that brings us to Batman the Animated Series, which our hey. first episode is The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. After a prominent judge is injured during a struggle with some thugs demanding money from her in exchange for a strange tape, Bruce Wayne decides to take a trip to Yucca Springs, a resort where the judge has vac vacationed and consult Dr. Hugo Strange, a psychiatrist. Bruce soon learns that Strange has invented a machine that extracts people's darkest secrets from their minds and transfers them to videotape. And how Strange is proof of Bruce's street and now strange has proof of Bruce's secret identity as Batman and plans to auction it to three of Gotham's prominent crime bosses. So Sean, what are your thoughts of the strange secret of Bruce Wayne? Well, initially when I started, uh, I realized this was a Hugo strange episode. My brain immediately goes to Arkham city because I, I, that he is the villain of the game and uh, a lot of, uh, the ideas for the story of that game kind of spawn from events that happen in this episode. Uh, the the fact that he's able to deduce who uh, who Batman is and that it is Bruce Wayne just by reading Bruce Wayne's mind. So it, it I love that aspect of it that you have this hyper intelligent villain who's able to do just read anybody's mind with this machine. And uh, his idea it, from there is to auction it off to the highest bidder. And he brings in the Penguin, Two-Face, and the Joker. So you get a little bit of bonus of uh, every all the villains showing up. And, uh, and they all played well together. Almost. They did. They played well together. They all they had spent equal all $53 million and 56 cents. Which, honestly, <laughs> I thought was a little... <laughs> number aside, I thought cents. it was a little weird. Uh, the... Um, I didn't think Joker. It was it. It was it was a little bit against character for the Joker to go along with it because I always think like part of the fun of the Joker is I don't want to know if I know that's then it ruins the joke. I, the joke is not knowing. So I, 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 I part of that kind of bummed me out. But in terms of like just the interplay between the villains, I absolutely loved it. It was so fun just to see them working together. My only issue, and I know it's it's Joe's issue. This episode fell apart at the end um, when uh, confronted with the fact that Hugo Strange um, knows the identity is, oh, I know you're Bruce Wayne. I know you're Bruce Wayne. And then casually walks up Bruce Wayne. What are you talking about? I'm right here. And at the end of it, it's just Robin on stilts doing a Mission Impossible. Yeah, that, was mask kind of, yeah that was kind of odd. I mean, I, they did lose me there for a second. I thought I missed something. That was the only thing that I thought was really lame about the episode. It's kind of, it, although it took me back to when I was a kid seeing the 60s Batman. And there was one episode where uh, Bruce Wayne was kidnapped 
and Batman and Robin had to do something, had to uh, meet with Commissioner Gordon. Right. So Robin spoke with him and Batman was in the background, but it was really a- a- Alfred and he had a little voice modulator. And he's just like, ah, I'm a, I have a cold. Just stand back, Commissioner Gordon. Don't uh, stay over there. I'll, I'll just stand back. Yes, yes. Uh. And it, and it's just it, you can clearly tell that it's just Alfred in the bat suit and the, the '60s Batman. There were oh, so many great. times where I was just like, "Are you?" There's, uh, <laughs> but you when, gotta uh, remember, it's the '60s. Well, I mean, oh, it's yeah. uh, but, uh, but does, that, does that does Batman, that mean so does that mean the police brain. force is supposed to be stupid? So I don't Bruce, know. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is on even Batman the movie. Bruce Wayne is on a date with Miss Kitka. Yeah, and you have Alfred driving the Batmobile with just a fucking bandit's mask, the bandit's mask over his face, and nobody puts together. You know, while Bruce Wayne is out on this date, Bruce Wayne's butler is driving the Batmobile. Ah, uh, you know what? Uh, there can't be anything. Uh, it's probably I totally nothing. forgot about probably that. nothing. It's probably nothing. I'm probably just overthinking this. And he didn't really look like Batman, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. No. Why does Batman have a mustache? And Bra- scrawny Alan Napier. <laughs> well, the, the the worst thing about Batman is in watching it in high definition. He was classic because no, because he he's less Batman than Bat Drag because of the eyebrows drawn on the back and on the cowl. Like, okay, and Cesar Romero's mustache, which is now oh. clearly clearly. I mean, visible. I could see it on TV when growing up, but now I can clearly it's, see it. It's really it. kind of troublesome with the, with the Blu-ray. Sometimes it just is, or the high high depth. My favorite I mean, one is that I've seen recently, Star Trek: The Next Generation. You could actually see the marks on the carpet. And, oh, please tell me you can't. No, you could see the two best things. You could see the marks on the carpet, and you could see in the backdrop to avoid the reflections in the screens. They have black uh, cardboard paper or b- black construction paper over certain parts of the screen, so that you, it, you don't have the light reflecting in it. And you can see the paper here no day stuck to the wall. That's the thing. These, that. these things were never meant to be seen. No, they're and, never and meant to be seen with this much uh, with this much clarity. <laughs> Oh, well, they had that with that. They had that. They had that problem with Buffy when they widescreened the the first three seasons of it, and it's like, yeah. and you could see where the set the set is cut off, and there's like you could see like where this the set begins in the middle. It was meant to be seen in four by three. It wasn't you. You weren't meant to see everything off to the sides. See reflections yeah. of yeah. cameras on dollies and windows, and as they're moving past, you see a lot of that. Now. The 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 you know how well into the viewer the viewer was going to see these things later i don't they were just putting stuff out and they had no idea oh, yeah, kind no. Of like you know with the 30s like we always talk about how they recycle music and stuff they didn't know that was going to get seen you know much i'm at the point now though where i'd rather have it pre- upscaled and preserved on physical media than get deleted from a server and put yeah i agree, the tax I, agree. So, I mean I'll, I'll take what i got at this I, point i've been watching uh over the last two years, I bought the, the Three Stooges box set, and I've been going through all of them. Uh, I think I have like 30 or something left out of 190 shorts. And one of the things that uh, that I started to notice was they would re- not just re- recycle the same plots. They would reuse the same footage in some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I started noticing that, and uh, especially when Shemp dies. Because then you have Joe Palma, uh, you know, they're shooting the back of Joe Palma's head as though he's as if he's Shemp, and they would cut to footage of Shemp from other <laughs> other short films to you know to, to fill in the dialogue and stuff, and it was and it it's so obvious. Oh, everybody's well, got of... their stock film. I mean, when we were interviewing um, 
uh, Lloyd Kaufman that one time. He had that one car. That yeah, he oh, yeah. For everything. Hey, if you got car, a car wreck like that, use it. Well, Corman <laughs> Corman did that in the uh, in the seventies too. There was uh, yeah. a, a pair of films. Oh wow, I cannot remember for the life of me what the titles were. Uh, but yeah, he had all these car crashes in this one film. And then when he was making his ne- you know, his next car chase movie, he just recycled all the car crashes. He just found identical cars to to shoot around the other scenes. <laughs> well, Corman did that also with that film with Jack Nicholson anyway. That what's it uh, the terror. The yeah. terror. I mean, like even even like the horseback riding and the on the side of the beach and all that. All <laughs> that's from easy. that's from um uh that's from the raven and uh mm-hmm. yeah uh, and, and the way the way the terror happened was he had boris karloff under contract for three more days and he had all these sets from the raven still up so he told jack nicholson and uh um uh, he told oh, jack hell? nicholson and someone else it might have been robert town yeah he told him hey go write a script for karloff we got him for three days and then come back you know uh bring it back to me we'll we'll shoot these films and the terror is awful <laughs> but, but it's it's legendary because it's literally Corman sending Jack Nicholson and Robert Town going, no, go write a screenplay now, Karloff in a castle, and he used Jack Nicholson and Dick Miller because they were his people that were uh, that were around all the time, and he was paying them anyway. So yeah, let's get get in this. Write a role for you. Write a role for Dick. Write a role for you know this this young girl that we that we got. She's the love interest, and Frankenstein it all together. <laughs> Well, I mean, we we also got that with the. I mean, when we did a couple of Evan Costellos that we did this season, we realized is like some of this is kind of recycling kind of. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize the because, Evan Costellos got so painful at towards the end until we started covering. Well, it. but I think I think the thing is, you have to, but you also but you also have to remember that they weren't meant to be. They're meant to come at the cinema. Yeah. And then you didn't see another one for like a year, two years, or three years later. And then it's yeah. but you know when you're watching them so close together, it's like yeah, you know. It's the same thing when you watch like the Universal Frankenstein movies and you start seeing the same actors pop up in all of them in different roles because they there was no notion that somebody was going to watch these 60 years later and have them at home to put on whenever you want. So now you're going to notice, oh, that's Lionel Atwell playing a different role. Oh, that's John Carradine playing a different role. And you don't because, again, it was you're going to watch it and you're going to go a couple of years before you see the next one. And that's it. They, they didn't, yeah. they weren't meant to be watched the way we watch them now. And, and cinephiles, I think all that came around like the fifties and sixties and stuff like that. So then we got cinephiles and everything yeah. else that came around that. So, but, um, so what are your thoughts, Vicki, of the strange case of Bruce Wayne? I think this is like, well, this isn't the only one where all the villains get together. Right. But this is the first one no. where they're all to get together. And have a common foe together. This is kind of one of the first assembling of them. It happens a lot. My the infamous poker game is kind of the 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 my favorite one where they all get together and tell stories about how Batman foiled them. I thought I just I just liked watching them all try to you know try to go after Batman. They, what what is it? He has the the tape. Wait, is this the one with the tape? This is the one yeah, with the tape. The one with the tape. He, the tape. he takes what your fears are and movie, everything yeah. else. I didn't catch that part where he figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman, though. I might have got up at that time. But um, I, I was I thought it was really I mean, I, I, I saw Joker as the ringleader, but I thought it was kind of funny how they all got together and decided this, you know, they were like it was it was like a clown show, but it was you know, but they're brilliant together like that. Oh, yeah. but you don't want to see them together like that all the time. 
but it's a treat to see them together every so often. My, my big issue with that is why wouldn't they just kill him and take the tape? Yes. Instead of giving him all that <laughs> money. Yeah, I didn't think of that either, but... But I, I mean, didn't I think like, they were going to give him all the money, though. If the whole purpose I'll, was also... I like like the bitchiness between them as well. I mean, the oh, bitchiness. Yeah, there's a little cattiness cool. going on there, and it's fun. If the yeah, whole lots purpose, of sniping. If the whole purpose was one of, you know, was finding out who, who Batman is so you could get rid of him, then why not just get rid of this this doctor, too? And and, and the, the idea that you're going to have an auction and everybody in the auction is going to pull their money together to buy the item, that's not how auctions work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun, though. It was a fun, no, it's a fun, fun episode. It's a, I, I think it's a fun episode until the until the end. I, I was just like, why did that? Such a terrible ending. And I think it's just, well, we wrote ourselves into a corner, and uh, we have we have two minutes to fix this. Let's fix it now. And even when he did tell where, the, that, where he has no wait, that's the Riddler with the Chinese finger thing. Yeah, he puts on Robin. Mm. Okay. He, this is by the end of it. He he's screaming from the rooftops. It's Bruce fucking Wayne. Come yeah. on, basically, and everyone's just like, no, I knew Two Face. I knew Bruce Wayne. It, it ain't Bruce Wayne. It, it, like nobody believes him, so it, it doesn't matter at the end of it. And Do we see be, him again? Uh, Hugo Strange. I I believe we do. I mean, he's uh, he's. I forget if he's uh, in this season or if he comes back in later seasons but i'm pretty I'm sure he's wondering. he was he was kind yeah, of I think, I think he was a different, yeah he was a different villain. i think i think doesn't he end up isn't he like poison ivy's boss at one point awesome in the beginning when we turn before poison ivy because i'm not poison ivy but um harley harley quinn before harley quinn becomes harley quinn Maybe there's some kind of, I think there's I think there's some kind of connection when they, when they do the flashback that they might how, yeah how they might have done that the the thing about Hugo is I mean it's the how he finds out in in different mediums it could be different ways he, sometimes it's just him analyzing all of Batman's flight patterns when he goes and takes down criminals starts analyzing people in the time of day starts noticing bruises on bet like he's a master at he's almost a detective in his own right and figuring like it out. a mathematician he's going on. Only, only purely based on psychology, and he's just looking at. He's like the psychology of this bat that's flying around Gotham. What type of person has the the money to do so, the out, the drive to do so, the will to do so, the psychological makeup to do so? And he deduces, no, it's it's Bruce Wayne. He's the only person that could it could be. And uh, in, at the beginning of Arkham City, it's just basically no, uh, there was a prequel comic that they kind of put out where they kind of showed the steps of how. He uh, figured out that it was Bruce Wayne. At the beginning of the game, Bruce Wayne's giving a speech denouncing this uh, sectioned off part of Gotham, dubbed Arkham City. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's immediately taken into custody. And, and you're told, no, I know. Is there a reason why they named it Arkham? You guys are better at this stuff than me. Does Arkham I, I think, I think it's just LP, Lo- LP, LP, LP Lovecraft. Yeah. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah, I think it's just a tribute to Lovecraft. I was yeah. just wondering. I mean, I guess, I guess the when he's shouting. I mean, how I looked at it when he's shouting from the rooftop that Batman is Bruce Wayne. I thought it because because he's tried to screw them over once. Why are they going to believe anything he says after this point? So I kind of right. took it as that. So that's how I kind of took it. So.
Well, this brings us to Heart of Steel, part one and part two. Several robberies take place at major companies, including Wayne Enterprises, and Wayne Bruce Wayne, as Batman, discovers the thief to be a mechanical briefcase. Bruce meets with his old friend Carl Rosam, an expert in robotics who lost his daughter to a vehicle accident years ago. He also meets Robson's assistant, Rhonda Duane, and Rosam's ultimate creation, a prototype AI known as Holographic Analytical Recuperating Digital computer or hardack. Bruce invites Dwayne to dinner and around the same time certain civilians start acting strangely. Most surprising is when Dwayne unexpectedly leaves Wayne Manor while Bruce is on the phone and the entire Batcave turns on Batman. Then Batman manages to free himself from the Batcave's clutches and brings it back under his control although he fails to track Dwayne down. Barbara Gordon, making her screen debut, approaches Batman to inform him of her father's sudden change in behavior. A brutal fight between Batman and Detective Bullock ensues, during which Batman pushes Bullock onto the bat signal and reveals him to be actually an android, meaning that the real Bullock and James Gordon have gone missing, and Batman knows who the culprit is, Hardak. Batman must stop the evil supercomputer before it's too late. So, Joe, what are your thoughts of Heart of Steel, part one and part two? Well, this is... Uh kind of a great time to be discussing this AI. Episode. <laughs> I thought it was very very good time very, to discuss AI. Yeah, <laughs> because this is um yeah, uh, I'm very much anti AI. I am uh, very much with you. <laughs> very much with you. Uh not not be, not because of the, you know the, the scary they're taking over the world flights well, of they fancy. Did make that's, a few movies about it. There's, well, there's been a lot of movies about it, yeah. <laughs> one parody that, or one that they lifted a lot and put into this episode, too. Well, it's really, well, yeah, they, they, they definitely, they, yeah, this definitely a tribute to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's a lot of that. I was going to um, say, there's a lot of Terminator, too, with how they're doing the Yes, uh, yes, exactly. Yes. Well, and, the, yeah, and, and War Games as well. The, I, I noticed all of those myself. The, um, 2001. Yeah. The, yeah. The um the what do you call it? The robots themselves do look very much like um uh like the uh, the Terminator. exoskeletons from Terminator. But yeah, it's very much the pod people. Yeah, Basically. you know, your clones created and takes over. But it's really more to me that I like I don't like the idea of AI uh, suddenly creating art because why aren't we using AI to do things that you know humans shouldn't do? Right. You know, like th- things that are dangerous for humans to do. Let's like, send, let's make the artificial it. intelligence do that. I saw yeah. a tweet the other week and I shared it on, I shared it on my profile. It said, you know, can we use AI to clean up the, you know, the bottom of the ocean floor and, and help, you know, kind of take back pollution or do we have to make them all screenwriters? And that's oh, I know. Why, why, why are we going to use AI to do something that humans enjoy? Instead of instead of using instead of putting AI to work to fix uh, mistakes that we've made, uh, and, and that's yeah, you know, that's a completely different uh, different. I think the cartoon was time. trying to address that as well. Well, the com- know, well, how the much car- is too much? You know, the cartoon was was going more into the idea that um, uh, you know AI is going to run amok and destroy us all and. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that, maybe that will. I happen. don't trust it. I, I, I don't think that men should be replaced in missile silos or airplanes. Well, we there, like there was there was there was a recent story of of uh, the military trying to use AI, and it 
did not work out well, you know, in the experimental phase. We're pilots for, for the airlines. No, yeah. absolutely. I do no. not want to see that either. Mm. Um, uh, you know, live warm body, please. As far as, as far as this episode itself, my biggest issue with the episode itself is Batman is a moron for some reason. He's written, I think he's written weaker in this so that you can uh, show the strengths of Barbara Gordon. I honestly do. I don't think he was written that way, but I think he wasn't. I think he was led around by his penis in the sub. That's true. Maybe that's the reason why he's been written weak. But it it allowed Barbara to shine through, it really. She definitely, her character definitely shined through. You can see where, you know, where that's going. You know, coming yeah. later. You don't even have to know who Barbara Gordon is to see where that's going. So she picked up that she picked up the the grappling gun immediately. Yeah, that was it. She's gonna get her own. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that 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 was the biggest issue to me. Uh, otherwise, like if this was if this was a standalone movie, it has everything you need for like you know a proper screenplay because they set things up and pay True. them off. So I'm. So as far as the two as two parters go, as far as the structure of a two part uh, two part episode or a TV movie or whatever, this actually really works because you do set up, you know, the teddy bear and teddy bear, which, it, which <laughs> oh yeah, the teddy bear. But teddy bear was key, so that she knew that her father wasn't her father because of that teddy. Bear. Yeah, which you know, if they would have established that like earlier in the series, like that, like the, the bears in Gordon's office or something, and right. it's just. It reminds me of my little girl or something like that. It would have more resonance now, but these episodes weren't written to be, uh, you know, like huggy feely. Well, no, I mean, you'd be lucky if you got them in order. Well, that's the other thing, but, but yeah, these episodes weren't meant to be taken in as like a straight narrative, like breaking bad or, you know, the Sopranos it's, you know, it's meant to be standalone. So that if some sitcom style, somebody walks in, they know exactly where we are, but it still would have helped to have you know the teddy bear like in the background somewhere, maybe maybe you know maybe Batman making a making a, a joke well, about do you think it. They and, anticipated writing her in. No, no, nothing in these nothing in these is ever anticipating what's, uh, what's going to no, come. I think Barbara Barbara Gordon. I mean Barbara Gordon makes an appearance like in our September episodes. She, I mean, she starts. She starts being peppered in. I mean, this. I mean, if you notice, they do um, the Batman anime series. I think it's like by this point, I think they kind of knew what they were doing. Yeah. Because what you'll notice is you'll start seeing these characters being peppered in. You know, like and you know, and Barbara Gordon. Oh, I think they knew they knew where they were going. With yeah. This. I think they well, knew that, that Batgirl, yeah. Batgirl was coming because she comes in like ten episodes from now. What, so what, what we I, see gotta, Barbara Gordon more in the next few episodes. What I meant was specific. She, she, was she specific. Pops up, she pops up. Yeah, what I meant was specific yeah. themes. I don't think they knew one okay, episode gotcha. to the next okay, they gotcha. were going to go. No, as far as like setting up that you know, yeah, they're, they're, they do that all the time. I don't think setting up specific ideas that this is going to happen later on. I don't think they 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 write that far ahead. Um, but yeah, overall, I I, I you know. I, I like the episode of the exception of Batman. Kind of, I feel like okay. The the scene where um, he well, he clearly runs into this uh, this blonde woman who uh, what, what was her name again? Oh, Leslie. Oh gosh, it is Leslie Easterbrook doing the voice. Leslie Easterbrook uh, of the Police Academy movies, which if you you know so, uh, you know sultry, sexy blonde in you know nineteen ninety two ninety three. Yes, perfect. Um, 
running yeah. around from like she she just got out of beneath the pound of the apes in her little outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sing he, to the sing to the Adam God. He clearly knows who she. Yeah, like he takes her. He takes her to. Uh, he takes her to the uh, to to Wayne Manor. He leaves her there as he as he goes, and he's shocked to find out that she that she went into the back caves. Like you didn't figure this well, out. After yet. she messes, she really fucks up Alfred, though, too. Don't forget that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she knocked him out with the she, she electrocutes him <clears throat> or some shit like that. So yeah, you're right. Batman might be a little weak. Because that wasn't that he's not on top of his game when he Maybe did. it's like Keith said, maybe it's just, you know, he's he's thinking with his other head right now. You know, yeah, you guys are right. I think you're right. Maybe guys. that's what maybe that, that that's the explanation we need for this. Um, Batman I guess, is thinking I, I, I mean, with Ronya. I mean, there's a, but but there is there is a lot of little plotty holes in this. I mean, the simple fact that you know, you got the briefcase at the very beginning. This blonde-haired woman drops it off, and then you have the briefcase, and then of course it's trying to break into there. And he would have thought that Batman or Bruce Wayne would have been looking at the CCTV footage to find out who left the briefcase there to begin with, sort of thing. Right. That kind, that's, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> that's where Bat, uh, Joe's point about he's intentionally written to be dumb in this for for certain. Yeah. Why they did that though? Was it just well, for, the, for the purposes? I don't know. But but then when he goes and visits Orville Redenbach or whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> he looks like Orville Redenbach. Larry. <laughs> Larry and his brother's Daryl. Yeah. yeah, but he just—he I mean, oh, looks, like, looks like a cross between Orville Redenbach and Howdy Doody. And his daughter's dead, and also the strange woman. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of. I like what they did with it. I do think this is the first time we do get a recap at the beginning of the second part. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that before. Yeah, I don't remember. And I've kind of. And I'm kind of wondering, is that because they didn't have enough material to fill out a to full fill second in. part? For second part, maybe. Yeah, because it was a pretty, pretty long fill-in. I mean, it was almost the whole cartoon, actually, the whole show, because they really yeah. were in depth with the recap. And if you look at Robin's Reckoning that we covered the month before, the other two parters, they were like two full episodes. Were So maybe they could have taken out the recap at this point and maybe... Right. Yeah, strengthen the second part a little bit to give it to because it was. I mean, because Barbara does steal the show, so yeah. so that's why. So that's finish. why. Yeah, I think this is like okay. Ba they're bringing Batgirl, and they want to make sure that you know, well, you don't want to do what they've done with Batgirl so far in the '60s or the film series. So maybe this is a way. Let's do her a little bit more intelligently than. Do you think that she was so. well? I don't think she was made not intelligent. Barbara, I mean Barbara Gordon, like in the sixties, and even in well, I, I can't really speak because I have to go back and watch the Batman movies again when she when she comes. Well, with. Lisa Silverstone, um, yeah. she was the she was the niece of Alfred. That's right. Batman, yeah, which is kind of wrong in, in so many ways. Yeah, her his niece from England. Lisa yeah, I, I didn't understand why they did. <laughs> play, by, play by all American girl Lisa Silverstone. <laughs> from california i wish yeah. we all could be california girls coming from england <laughs> so, yeah yeah, yeah so there's that nothing, that, nothing that about that that's, sense. that's schumacher anyway so that's batman nipples we're, so. we're, 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 we're talking about a movie where batman has a credit card and nobody nobody's figured out his secret identity yet because well, well, where does the bill go where does the bill go oh batman has a credit card yeah, yeah, batman batman. Has a credit card batman yeah, has batman a and robin card. 
No, he pulls, so he pulls it, out it, a credit card with Batman's name on it. I'm like, when I don't at a point, in the point in Batman and Robin, both Batman and Robin are kind of hypnotized by Poison Ivy's uh, a spell that she's giving off. Right. And they're both bidding on her at a charity auction. And uh, oh, they're shit. all, and Robin <laughs> bids five that. million. Where are you going to get it? I'll borrow it from you. And then, he, <laughs> and then Batman pulls out I a credit card. That. The Bat credit card. Never leave the cave without it. And it's, uh, mm. I think it's a MasterCard. It Where does the Express, bill go? It sounds like, it sounds like he should be Where does the bill go? The Batcave, Joe? This is, this I, is think, easy. I think Joe, the Batcave. I think Jill Shoemaker was just basically a really big fan of Jason Lives. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, but, um, but, that, but even Batgirl, and Batgirl in the TV series, you know, Yvonne Craig, um, I mean, she was kind of a lightweighty kind of thing. This is like, oh, we need to add her in because we're losing viewers. Kind of like an add well, in. Well, she kind was of thing. very you know, cute too. I mean, she she had. Well, she's very, but she's very cute. But it's a bit like you know when they you know when a series is in trouble and they they throw like this secondary character and try to bring ratings up, and well, she's she kind of thrown was, in like that. When the original comics was was there a Batgirl in the comics? Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she's always Gordon's. Yeah, I mean, I mean she's, she's been around for a long time. I I want to say at least the fifties, maybe. I I could be mistaken. Well, you had the rival, you had the rivalry between her and Robin to begin yeah. with, and then when Robin becomes Nightwing, then you have what the Joker ends up doing to her, which is basically paralyzing her, or to the point where she loses a leg, depending on which version you're looking right. at. And then yeah. she becomes the Oracle, and then she becomes the Commissioner. At right. some point, after her father dies, and after Alfred dies, and everyone starts dying off, and Todd dies, and Jason. Well, they Todd took it that far, huh? The comics are trying yeah. to, yeah, they're trying to evolve. You'll, you'll always, they'll always do like a rebooted storyline every like fifteen years or so, and they'll go back, and they'll, all the characters will be back. But usually, in the there is one continuity out there where we've just continued on. People will, will have died and haven't come back yet, so. Mm. Gotcha. And that's, I mean, they, they don't really do the multiverse situation. Well, yeah. Batman has them. No, really. they don't. They kind do of they? That. That's kind of, yeah. yeah when yeah, when Joker's dead, Joker stays dead, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, but yeah, with Batgirl, I mean, but, but, um, Barbara Gordon's character is quite interesting character anyway, in its own right, the way that she does. And they even been able to, like, if you watch Titans anyway, even the way they afforded, furthered her character in Titans is very interesting as well. I'm gonna start right. watching that when my grandson is around. I keep wanting to watch it. I just keep forgetting. I, I highly recommend. I highly recommend. When Titans. you see I, Teen I, Titans, I, you think, "Gee." No, it's not you're... Teen Titans. It's just Titans. Titans no teen yeah. Titans. Well, you figure. Well, when you see that, though, you figure PG thirteen, maybe. No. Nope. Um. Well, no, it's pretty violent. I mean, you do get you know the violence. Dick Grayson. Matter. You do got Dick Grayson using um, brick walls as sandpaper against people's faces and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't think this new version was meant to be seen by kids. Like the like the no. new Har like the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy show on uh, on 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 uh, HBO Max. I don't think that that's obviously not intended. Oh, definitely the not. Harley Quinn Poison Ivy show. <laughs> yeah, the Harley Quinn yeah, yeah, animated series. It's brilliant. Do it's not watch out with your grandkids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what is it? Because I would love to watch yeah, it. Uh, it's a Harley Quinn yeah. animated series. I guess it's on Max now, but yeah, yeah it's HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO. Yeah, it's it's. What's it's, it called? I want to say it has like three seasons so far. 
but it's, it's called Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just Harley called Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. And let's say Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn and Poison Ivy are very, 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 very close. Very close. Well, that explains a lot because they're unlucky in love with dudes. It is funny. <laughs> at, from I haven't seen all of it, but from what I've seen, it is funny as hell. I'm going to have to watch it because I love her character. I love Harley Quinn and I love Poison Ivy. And together, I don't care how they're together. It's, it just sounds great. It's definitely but, aimed at adults. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I, but I, also, I am alone on weekend. But I also <laughs> believe that Marvel is for kids and DC is for adults. Because if you, oh, if you look well, at DC, even Marvel's getting a little sketch here. <laughs> it's just like, come yeah, on, but but, it, but if you look, but if you look at DC Comics, they're violent. Oh, man, they're they're innuendo. well, they're, they're not darker. just violent, but they are darker. darker and and the, dark. the, the and the psych, psychosis behind these. That's what's appealing very, very about it. So. He, now Asher will watch with the Batman the animated series with me. He enjoys it. He really likes them. Hmm. But you know, I mean, I do have to explain a few things. Every once in a while. I mean, yeah. Batman starts having a lot more sex later on in the series as well. Well, well, it's about time. Batman needs to get laid because I have no idea how he's not dating. He's supposed to be a rich playboy. He's not even dating. You know, you you remember when uh, when Marvel finally did kind of start to take on the the ramifications of what's going on? Uh, What was it? The second Avengers movie where uh, uh, that, that small... Um, that small like uh, eastern eastern european town got destroyed sokovia yeah <laughs> when that got destroyed and then like in the next couple of movies they're dealing with the ramifications of that all the death and everything yeah because in these movies in the first avengers movie half of new york is just destroyed right and we, ne- right. we never we never touch on the idea that no there were people in those buildings right and you know it's a, it's almost oh the you avengers even, save the day yeah you don't even acknowledge i mean it's acknowledged in daredevil the tv show yeah briefly or, that's not that uh, jessica jones and jessica Je- jones too. Yeah, it was in jessica those are the only two sh- series where they kind of like acknowledge the fallout until the first spider-man movie uh with uh, tom holland where yeah. you find out that Michael Keaton was part of a cleanup crew and he got taken over by, and that's his whole reason for, uh, for that's his villain origin story. I got fucked over by a government grant. Oh, yeah. no shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, but, in, Mar- in Marvel, it's yeah. only recent that they started actually showing like, cause everybody's big criticism of man of steel was at the end, you know, it's so violent and all, and you, you know, you're like, no, you're seeing the human suffering that would happen if something like this were to happen in a major city. Like, yeah. yes, it's done. I mean, what, what was it supposed to be all happy? Was it supposed to be like, oh, yay, everybody got out of those buildings alive? Yeah. Are well, you even if you look- supposed to think about that as the viewer, though? It well, is- I mean, if you, if you compare it this way, I guess the thing, like, if you think of Spider-Man yeah. and all the different cantations who have ever played him, he still hasn't had sex. Well, he's a kid. He's a teenager. Well, let's wait now. Wait when Spider Man's with uh, M, whatever her name is. What's her name? MJ. Person Dunst, no sex. No sex. No when Stacy, no sex. Tom Holland, okay, I don't think well. he knows how to have sex yet. So, okay. well, he's a kid, he, so you know. He'll well, what, but what I'm what I'm saying is, if you look at Marvel, there's no sexuality that goes on with these characters at all. No, They're all there really sexless. isn't. There's no romance, is there? It's like well, they, they put romance. on a superhero and they're not, pe- yeah, but I mean, not like romance. Not but their penises are well, well, yeah, their no, their penises are cut off, and that's it. Their dentalia is gone. They become a doll. 
you know, in Marvel. But if you look at DC, they have sex. I mean, I mean, Sp- Superman has kids now. Lois Lane has a kid at the beginning of one of the Superman movies. Right. There's sex going on there. Batman, of course, is all quite sexually charged anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, Aquaman, well, I imagine that's quite a fishy situation to have sex with. Literally. But, you know, but, <laughs> Freak. but Freak. even even Wonder even Wonder Woman's pretty much wanting to ride Steve Steve Trevor's all the way, you know, down. down yeah, no, she, she slept could. with Batman too. So 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 the thing is, so the, so they're all very, very sexually charged, DC mm. is where Marvel's very family oriented. I mean, it's like you're kind of looking at the Fantastic Four and it's kind of like this dysfunctional asexual family well right. when, when you when you look at the origins of, of dc you know what does dc stand for detective comics these are you know Noirs. A, yeah and a lot of time based on old noir old you know old yeah. mysteries and you know there's always noir mickey spillane and, yeah mickey spillane uh, and stuff like that uh, yeah. and when you when you look at all those old noirs they, they didn't say it they didn't come right out and say it but what was what was barbara stanwick what were barbara stanwick and fred mcmurray doing like they don't explicitly spell it out but they were having sex behind well, that's her. What my mom always says there's just nothing left to the imagination anymore she always tells me well i mean also if you look at if, if, if i guess i like if i look at marvel it makes sense that they're with disney if you look yeah. at dc i can see james Elroy writing uh, a DC comic movie. Who does own? Um, you know, like like LA Confidential. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. That's yeah. right. Okay. Discovery. Yeah. Which you know, when you think about it, what's Warner Brothers? You know, Warner Brothers when they, you know, their bread and butter in the, uh, you know, when they started out were the old gangster movies. So it makes perfect that's sense yeah. that DC is going to wind up there. You know, because this is the studio: James Cagney, Humphrey Bogart, and uh, Edward G. Robinson. So, yeah, it makes but total even- sense. And then when you look at the Batman anime series that we're doing at the moment, if you notice, it's like it's quite dark for a children's cartoon. Yeah. That's probably the reason it's why we're really talking about dark. it now. Adults, are, adults are going, you know, I've latched on to this. That's the reason why this had what started off as like a Saturday morning started happening at Saturday morning, and then they had to show it again in the evenings for when the adults came home from work. Well, you remember the the blowback over uh, Tim Burton's uh, uh, second Batman movie, Batman Returns. Yeah. Because it was, oh, there's all this, there's all this. Um, You're selling toys at McDonald's and there's all this graphic sex and violence in this movie. You have uh, people in Batman bondage returns? licking each other. Batman Returns, yeah. yeah with uh, Tim mean, Burton. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer's Michelle Pfeiffer right. Catwoman is, you know, pretty. I mean, she, She's she basically lays, in bondage gear. With she, her lays vital... down, she lays down on Batman and licks his face. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I, I guess I don't. I just don't. All the, the double entendres. With, I know it goes uh, over a nine-year-old. Annie DeVito bed, but... and, and Michelle Pfeiffer when they're laying in bed together. It's just over. over. <laughs> He bites. Uh, he bites this guy's nose off. When she, when she walks into the room with the penguin, and uh, penguin goes, "Ah, Catwoman, just the pussy I've been looking for." <laughs> it's great. I love it. But yeah, it pissed off my mom when she it's took okay me to see the movie. You, so I, I get it. <laughs> if I, just, I just think some things go over kids' head. You either have a way of doing it brilliantly or not. Like I said, I very rarely have to explain something. You know, yeah. kids are pretty savvy these days, sadly, but. Uh, but it, it, but I didn't even think of that. You guys just said that. Oh yeah, so I didn't even think mm-hmm. nothing of it. Yeah, and that's why I think DC kind of. When you I get like older, I think that's better, why though. why I think that's the reason why when you get older, I find that you get a more of an appreciation for DC. Yeah. And then Marvel, you kind of like watch it and you you kind of leaves you a bit colder the older you get for some reason. But yeah, when you're a kid, it's like it it's, it's, it's exciting. 
I mean, I, I when I was a kid, I was you know love Fantastic Four and all that. Now I read, I'm just like, okay. For me, I think it's watching the movies. I just see the formula. I just see what what yeah. they've done and how they just keep repeating, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat for every single movie now. And it's but kind it of sells. People still buy it. I, people I, do I, buy it, not as much as they used to, but they are buying. No, they're I, not. I, I, rem- I remember buying a comic book when I was like eight, nine years old. It was a Fantastic Four comic book where uh, it promised in the uh, in the um, on the cover that uh, the Invisible Woman was going to be wearing nothing but an eye patch. Well, shit, she doesn't wear it herself. <laughs> eight-year-old means like oh i'm gonna see some titties <laughs> oh boy i mean i guess the i, I guess the darkest that um i think the darkest that marvel got was probably the x-men that's probably the darkest that yes yeah. yeah that's pretty dark well the x-men yeah. are you know uh that, that's a metaphor for you know civil rights and all that stuff so yeah that was gonna get dark yeah yeah, yeah. and then you know and then they all and they all have like psychological problems anyway and so that you know helps. what what is uh you know like like the idea of revenge you know the, the idea of you know magneto who is somebody who was you know surviving the holocaust and be, you know becomes the villain that he himself uh he himself fought against it's kind of hard yeah. to well, get the, uh, the adjustment that he made to become that villain. It was just so, I mean, if you follow it from its you, origin, the best it was villain. really, I guess it wasn't unexpected, but you God, it's just like you didn't want him to go down that road. It's like, the best villains are always the one, are always the ones where you can understand how they became yeah. the way they became. That's always been the yeah. best, the best type of villain. Yeah. I agree with and that. And that's the reason why I like Batman, um, when we get to Mr. Freeze's origin story, mutant feels mm-hmm. so much. You know things yeah. like that. So, Mister Freeze, he was he was a tragic mm. figure too, wasn't he? Mm. So, but I mean, Heart of Steel is. I mean, going back to Heart of Steel, I mean, it's an in, it's interesting, and I like, you know, outside of Batman being coming a bit or Bruce Wayne becoming a bit more fumbly, but I quite did like the whole idea where they kind of went down a more darker adult storyline. Really, that's that you wouldn't find in a children's animation you know episodes at this time you know the you know the least the sexuality that's going on at the point i mean this is probably the time that we've seen it the most overtly so far in this animated series between him and Dwayne, whatever her name female Dwayne. Right. <laughs> i can't think of what her real name is uh carrie carrie ross uh Rhonda Dwayne. Randa Dwayne. <laughs> like Ron like like Randa. Randy. Randy Dwayne. Randa. Randa Dwayne. So we get like the sexuality between you know between him and Bruce, and we kind of got them like by the fire and stuff like this, which is kind of a bit more edgier than what we had so far with Bruce. The other thing. Well, except for Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was the only other time that like we actually saw that kind of uh, that kind of sexuality, the, the the first appearance of her, we kind of saw the idea of mm. of sexual attraction in that episode. So maybe, maybe that, when we though. get to later episodes, when we get to uh, Ro Gall's daughter, they kind of push it even further. But you can see where they're starting to push this envelope a little bit more each time, you know, Bruce. And I guess the whole whole thing about AI and you know the doppelgangers and so on and so forth. I mean it. You know, I think it's, I think overall, I think the way it's filmed and the way the story's put together seems to be more of an adult because there's a lot of justific- juxtaposition within the script as well. There's not, there is a little bit of action, but it's a bit more script oriented than action oriented until 
because even when Batman is taken up at the you know after the end of part one, it's kind of it feels like it's been tacked on. Oh, we need a bit of action here, so we need a cliffhanger. Up <laughs> he yeah. goes. Then. Well, I guess this brings us to our next episode, which is if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Edward Nigma creates the video game, The Riddle of the Minotaur, for the company competition, but is fired by his supervisor, Daniel Mockridge, who wants the profits for himself. Nigma vows revenge and takes up the mantle of the Riddler two years later. While Batman sympathizes with Nigma, he and Robin find themselves forced to stop him before he kills Mockridge in a life-size version of the Minotaur's maze. Despite successfully rescuing Mockridge, who completes a deal to move his company to Gotham, the incident leaves him in a permanent PTSD, type all-consuming fear of Nigma's return for revenge. So, Sean, what are your thoughts of If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? I love this one because it's a great origin story for the Riddler. It really I is. I loved it too. I didn't. I, I really enjoyed this one too. This one actually stood out to me a lot from my childhood. I uh, this was one of the few that I I remember the hand coming down and picking them up and them the uh, hand of fate, the hand of fate <laughs> coming down and reprogramming it to kind of go around the bit. That all st- just pops right back in my mind. But now as an adult, I'm looking back at it, and my favorite thing about it is the Riddler won. He gets yeah. away. And he broke, he didn't be, he didn't kill him, but he broke him. He's going to have to live the rest of his life in fear. And I kind of love Yeah, that. I was trying to ask you guys about the end. I mean, Batman didn't mete out any justice. No. Uh, was it John Glover? Not John Glover, but uh, la, 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 what was his name? It is John Glover. John Glover was the Riddler. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he didn't mete out anything on, you know, the Riddler, was it the Riddler? The Riddler? Well, the Riddler, the Riddler really had. I mean, Nigma didn't really do anything wrong per se. Yeah, I was gonna say, why is he losing sleep? Why was he not? Because 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 at any time, Nigma can go after him. Yeah, at any time. Okay, he's proven so, that he's, he's still out there. He's oh yeah, I mean he he's out there. He can get his revenge whenever he wants. He puts he puts riddles right on the billboards of skyscrapers. Right I almost saw Frank Gorshin in the character just a little bit. He kind of looked like that. His, his animation's kind of drawn a bit like him anyway. It's hard to separate the two. Gorshin is such an icon. He's the ultimate Riddler. I, yeah, I, I, that I love Jim Carrey, but I'm he's, sorry, but. Gorshin was the ultimate Riddler in my. Oh, I, then again, I'm older and I remember the ultimate. I have my Frank but Gorshin I, Riddler action figure on the wall right now. I, I bet you do. Oh you yeah, guys no, got he's, more toys than I got. That's for eh, sure. <laughs> just a couple, just one or two. But no, that one, that one is that's art to me because I love Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. He's, he, his he was big old laugh, his, his, his kookiness and everything, the the, the bouncing. He was he really uh, ad libbed a lot too yeah. back in the day. I mean, he was just really good at it. Yeah, he's so, he's, I he's mean, from but I, but I think they also nodded. I think they also nodded him into the animated series anyway. Because if you look at the features, Nigma's features, they are look. Uh, there is a lot. Of that's what I, I was just wondering if it was just me, but I, I I thought this was really a fun episode because the Riddler, you know, I mean, and he does get away and he just comes back out every so often, but he he's just one of the best characters, though. I mean, it's villain wise, like he's one of my favorites. I was glad to see him finally. And it's nice that they well, had a little bit of survival because of Robin's knowledge of a game. Him being yeah, a well, if it had not been wanting for to fight Robin, crime actually saved the day. 
Yeah, Robin definitely saved the day because Batman didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground during the, when they were in the labyrinth. And I really loved the mythology twist that they put on that. So that was really interesting how they did that and, you know, how they had to go through the labyrinth to kill the Minotaur. I, I thought that was kind of cool. That mm. Bruce doesn't kick Robin out of the Batcave for using his, as they put it, $50 million computer to play video games. Is, <laughs> yeah. Can you Get imagine? the fuck out. Get out now. <laughs> do not ever imagine? come in here again. As a matter of fact, I'm going to let the I'm going to let the Riddler kill you. Yeah. But you, know, of, but you know what I like? Yeah. But you know what I like about that? Because if you look at when Batman the anime series came out, you know, at that point we basically Nintendo just started coming out in your home, sort of thing around this time. And your parents were like, you know, like you'd be on there and they want to watch TV, but you're like playing on there, and, the, and your parents, your parent, the parents would come in and it's like, Okay, well, fine. You know, you're going to use the expensive TV set to play your little game. Okay, well, but it kind of felt a bit like that a little bit, you yeah, know, sort of yeah. thing. You know, you know, when your parents are like watching you play computer games and they don't understand why you're, you're in a you're mansion. Doing. You're in a mansion. Go find another room to play your stupid video game. You know, don't, don't take mm -hmm. up the $50 million crime fighting computer in the back cave. <laughs> But if I if I was Robin, I would use that. that, that but he's that a huge young screen. man. Oh, big screen. And if I were Bruce Wayne, I'd kick you the fuck out. <laughs> so but it's such a young guy thing. I the other side of that all three of you guys at that age using somebody's $50 million computer to play a fucking game. You yeah. all would do it, I and you know would. would do it. I heard I heard somebody make a joke the other day that uh you know about all, all I, I don't remember who it was but all the new app you know the, when the new MacBook comes out and people are adding all this stuff onto it and the MacBook becomes like a four thousand dollar thing and then it's a but and then when you look you know when you go into a coffee shop it's a bunch of twenty five year olds watching you know fucking YouTube videos on a four thousand dollar computer you yeah. know, pretty much you know, I'm like, not jealous. You're not you're not using it for its intended purpose. You're just you you're I using mean, it to do something you can literally do on your fucking phone. Is it a gaming computer? It's basically what it's a, it's trying to replace both a TV and your Mac and your Mac. It's it's basically an AR augmented reality. Well, that, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the, the joke that people that, that people who buy the expensive MacBooks, which you know I'm doing this yeah. on a MacBook now. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, with all the add-ons and everything, it ends up becoming you know like a like a hugely expensive laptop. And then when people walk into coffee shops, there's you know a 20 year old watching YouTube videos on a, on a MacBook, which is uh, completely not the fucking purpose of this thing. The purpose. Well, I want a Mac. Know, Book. The purpose is supposed to be to you know to get work done on it. Well, there's they just came out with this new thing. I was the what I was confused by. They just came out with this new thing or announced it rather called the Vision Pro. It's basically this headset. It's their way to get into augmented reality. It's thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'll bet you a chocolate donut. My daughter will find a way to get it too. She I, is I, into all of that. I am not. The only I, problem. I, the only problem. The only problem with VR though is that. It's an augmented reality, Game. so that so it's both, but yeah, so you can see through yeah, it. But, yeah. Oh, you can yeah. see but, through it. So yeah, yeah you I'm see through it moron. and it digitally projects things I'm waiting onto for the, the actual thing. So I'm like, waiting. You can, if you're looking at a wall, a TV will be projected on I'm waiting for the okay. fucking moron who ends up running somebody over because they're driving while wearing this fucking thing. People are stupid like that. You Maps know they was one of the apps that it did show on the Yeah, Google Maps is one of the apps on it, so they're clearly intending you to use this outside. Like, you're gonna have morons bumping into each other. You're gonna have morons driving driving while wearing these fucking things. I don't, I don't, I don't those that. are the yeah, cons. 
the pro though you can have a hundred inch screen in front of your face so you can watch a movie for two hours because it only has two hours of battery life too no so, kidding uh, is that good it? Good. See, yeah, Joe's right. Can, it sounds tight. You know something. But but, but even the even the VR even the other VR systems that they yeah. have at the moment. Anyway, you can get Netflix on them and not. But I'm not yeah. sure if I'd want Netflix that close to my face. I have. Uh, I was gifted an Oculus Quest a couple of years ago, and I used it to watch a movie on Netflix. Around the 90 minute mark, your face starts to get warm. And by warm, yeah. I mean hot. And it, you have to start taking yeah. it off. And if you do, the system shuts off and you have to readjust everything. We haven't tried that yet. Watch a movie with it. Some uh, games are better like than on... others. Some I, games I, are better than others. I, I was laughing watching him uh, watching him play games and stuff on him. He's, like, he's just sitting in the middle of the living room. Yeah. I'm playing super hot. And I'm just, every movement moves you. So I'm jumping around. Like, ducking as bullets are coming in. The like, one. Just oh, creeping it up on me, creeping it up. I played a hell of a workout. I worked my quads better than I had in years. I got to admit, I was yeah. burning. For oh, days. it's exercise. Those things will work you out. Yeah. they're fun. They're really fun. I, I, yeah, I played the Resident Evil on the VR, which is interesting. Resident Evil, that's a good one. The horror games on, on the VR—they're yeah. only getting better and better in terms of like the. Yeah. Well, they haven't really been trying to push a lot out towards that way. Now they are, though, aren't they? Now that virtual reality has become such a—it's easy. Well, it's very easy to get because it's it's rather inexpensive. I think a good Oculus headset you can get for under three hundred dollars. Like so it's bucks now. Yeah, and now with Microsoft going to be hooking them up to the Xboxes and. So on and so forth, yeah. and you know. Now you'll uh, all be brain dead. I'll never know any of the men or the children in my family anymore because you'll all. To be, be honest, the, the the only problem I have with it basically, it's a bit like wearing roller skates. It's like you know when you're roller skating, you feel fine, then you take them off, and you still kind of feel like you still got the roller skates on. Sometimes when you're playing something for over an hour or two hours, you take them off, and it's kind of hard to refocus in reality for a little bit. Yeah. It takes you a while to get back into use. Yeah, and that's the only. Yeah. You get a little bit of you know. a jarring effect with the eyes, a little bit. I I got like eye worms. You know, like you get this weird. What are those things? Does anybody it's, know it's, what those yeah. things are? I don't know technically what they are, but I get the. It's, it's just like jarring, readjusting to the thing, and like little shit. It kind of feels like I'm coming off of shrooms or something like that. It, it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it does for like a I like know, yeah. I got fifteen minutes. Seen floaters when I'm shroomed. I can but tell it, you that. I saw like other things, but not fifteen floaters. minutes though of just like after you take <laughs> off the headset, if you have it on for an extended period of time, where you're just kind of jarring and re-getting to everything and reacclimating yourself mm -hmm. to the world. As far as um, you know, eye worms as you're calling them, that's that's the jelly within your eyes. Re, re the what the jelly? Oh, the, the jelly eyes. inside your eyes re readjusting, and that, that normally happens. Happen? Yeah, it just creeps it me out. I'll be sitting there, I'm watching something, and then all these little things start. Yeah, it's it's a jelly in your eyes because it, it's light sensitive. I so that out what like, that shit was when okay. I was a kid. It was fun when I was a kid. I, because you have the pixels so close to your face it, with these things, and you're basically 4K TVs, two 4K TVs, basic uh, right in your eyes. It's going to be natural yeah. that you're going to be having some, a jarring effect with it. The, the, there is a lot of pros with it. I see uh, the technology used in medical for medical reasons and all that for construction, architecture. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of natural things. Just sitting there and watching a movie, though, and scorching your mm -hmm. face over two hours. I don't know. I, that, we use VR technology in med school now for surgeries. So that's how they teach the students nowadays. I can see where that like, would where be I very were. relevant. Yeah, very, very I, I can see the I can see the use in that. Um, but as far as um, I just 
I, I like progress. I do. I just don't want to die because of progress. Well, I, I, I also don't want pro because I don't, I don't consider it progress. If you start letting the computers create art and you eliminate the art. I don't understand yeah. why they would do that. Why, why would they want something money? Because then you don't have to pay. Because then you don't have to pay the artist. Yeah, it's the epitome of being human is the ability to create. Exactly, and what what we're doing is uh, what what AI is going to do is it's it, for the yeah, sake of that from for us. the sake of money taking art away from the human. Yeah, you know it depends. It depends if the people. It depends if the consumer is finding it art or not. There's, and what and what you're finding is what you're finding out if you look at um I mean let's sit there and take the big budgety films that are being made at the moment and they seem to be coming out of a computer. I don't know if someone's Indiana writing Jones, this stuff or not. the new one, that is definitely AI up the wazoo from what I've been reading. Because they're making but if you look at, Ford go back and forth and they're using AI. They don't even need Harrison Ford for this movie. They just need but AI. What I'm, but what I'm saying is if you look at things that are going by um algorithms, obviously the algorithms are not doing their jobs properly because if you look at the films that are making money are the smaller films are not supposed to be making money and the bigger films that are supposed to be making all this money are not making the money that they think they should be making well it's because so they're obviously overspending. These, they're way over well it's also but i also but i also think it's the, um when you're looking at ai um algorithms because that's what ai is really is algorithms at right. the moment and i think it's like and the problem basically is algorithms are based on how much you're clickbaiting and stuff like that but just because you're clickbaiting doesn't mean that you're interested right yeah. Right. So, um, you know, so it, it would be quite interesting, uh, you know, what it'll do. But whether um, what I mean, the problem basically is, is that if AI is going to create art or scripts or anything like this, the question basically would be is in order to have a great script or anything like that, an AI is going to have to have emotional depth, not just not just an, an AI at the moment does not have emotions or be able to create that emotional depth at the moment. Don't know mm -hmm. what the future holds, but at the moment it does not hold that. So, so all you're going to have is just surface stuff. It's just surface, no depth, no, no emotion, no great big, you know, heart wrenching scenes or anything like that, because you're not going to be able to get that because they don't, I mean, because how can something write something that's emotionally depth if they doesn't understand what an emotional depth is. Well, I mean, I think the whole point is they're supposed to learn. The computers are supposed to teach themselves. From what I've been watching here and there, bits and bobs of whatever I've seen about the AI, I find it extremely interesting. Yeah, but I but but I think I think it is a bit like if you look at the app that basically um, can sit there and write your poems by using the app or something like this. Yes, it can give you the words and everything like that. But is it giving you the emotional death behind those words? Well, no. I'm saying, like, say Joe writes a screenplay. Well, is Joe writing the screenplay or is the AI writing the screenplay? Or are you feeding it what you want it to write? And then it just concocts its story. Is that what it's doing? Well, right now, if you're a good writer, if you're, if you're a good right writer or whatever like this, um, a, a, a human writer will write some kind of emotional depth in there. So it's just more, it's more than just words. Because... Okay, I can sit there. We can have a conversation at the moment. I can have a conversation with an AI, but there's no emotional depth in there. But if I'm having a conversation texting to you, there's going to be a little bit more emotional depth between what you and I are communicating than what you're going to find with an AI at the moment. Okay. You know, I guess like it's little, like little experience to understand. I imagine. Well, even if even if you're writing a line of dialogue and you got to, you know, you're writing between a a, a Norwegian and you're writing between an American. 
and you want to put the Norwegian's accent in there. And right. AI is probably not going to be able to do that. It's going to have everything like just phonetically written. Yeah, okay, you know? yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like, hi, how are you? I am fine. It is so good to see you again. People don't talk like that. Like, hi, how are you doing? Well, it's sort of cool, like or whatever. Get, it's going to have a little bit more the, fluctuations in it. But when you get back to the cartoon, though, it does seem like it's a cautionary tale when you watch because because the thing started thinking for itself. It started saying that humans were the problem and they had all the the things wrong with them. The and that's why they needed to keep perfecting whatever it needed to perfect. That's that's where I think you just don't know. I mean, when has science gone too far? Well, I think, and now, and now I think that's where we get back to what we were talking about before we started Batman. And when we talk about people, whether it's Woody Allen or the actors we've been talking about, or the, the you know, these artists who have very, very dramatic and traumatic things going on in their lives. Right. Because of their imperfections, most of them, those imperfections are what makes them a great artist. Well, you know, say what you want about Roman Polanski and what he's done, but he might, you know, he is a fantastic artist. Yes, he is. Um, talk about Van Gogh. Great artist. Van Gogh was a fantastic artist. Talk about Ernest Hemingway. But, uh, no, I'm not talking about writer. that, though. But when does it but actually I'm, sort of like that wakes up with this stuff? And it starts no, no, to but what I, but, no, but what I'm saying is... The what the reason why we get great art is normally because of our imperfections. Well, exactly. I agree with that. But the, the AI machine and the Batman did not want the imperfection. So when does that, that, well, you can't do this because that is not good enough. The computer thinks it's not good enough. When does it start that's thinking? But, but that's, that's, that's but but that, that but that's the that's, that's the problem with artificial intelligence anyway. That artificial intelligence is not about imperfections; it's about perfection. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, is what gives us art are the imperfections within our personality and within right. our psychological upstrings. And to be honest, unless you want to sit there and traumatize a computer in whatever ways a person's life is traumatized to become to who they are at this particular point in time. You're not going to really be able to do that with artificial well, intelligence. Sort of like I go mean, back it, to 1980, was it 81, Matthew Broderick of War Games, when the computers started seeing the scenario where there was no way to win, you know? I guess, I mean, yeah, but I guess, I guess, I guess how you have to say it is that uh, the, the human mind, as far as from a psychological profiling is concerned, is that basically, you know, depending on what um, hypothesis or theory you want to go on, that it either starts within the womb or starts once you receive the room. And then you have these things called night nature and nurture. But no matter how you look at and however way, whatever theories you want to look at, you are the person you are at the moment because of everything that's happened in your life and every single decision you made, every conversation you had, every single influence, music, everything like that. So that's, so that's who you are at the moment. And the thing is to make artificial intelligence up to a human standard, they're not, they're never going to have any of that kind of interaction ever. So whether they can provide that emotional um, depth that a human being can have, probably not. Sure, unless, yeah. unless you, unless you can have some bad parenting going on and you can do all the, you know, or good parenting or get some bullying going on in school or get some, you know, puberty going on and all the other stuff that we all have to experience work to where we are at the moment. I don't think artificial intelligence is ever going to be experienced any of that. And so, yeah, it's great for like balancing your checkbook and stuff like that. But to provide art, you kind of need the imperfections of 
the human psyche in order to provide to provide the art and the emotional stability in order to produce this. That's kind of the major sticking point in the uh, WGA breakdowns with the uh, with the strike currently is because they w- don't want their work to be used to feed the AI to to train it. And that seems to be one of the major holdups. They want to be able to use past scripts, past WGA approved works to uh, train the AI. But to, then the, the problem is you're just going to, it's just going to mimic everything. It's, not it's going to mimic everything yeah, and you're not going to have anything new. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the problem. And, 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 yeah. as, and as we know that even though we as people, and whether you look at the t- you know, if you, best thing to do, if you want a good, a good way of, um, figuring out what we are like as a people go to Spotify and look at billboards top 100 from 1950 to current time yeah. and what you'll get. And the reason being is because we're quite fine with repetition for about two or three years. And then we need something new. Yeah. yeah. That is and that's so the problem. That's, that's, that's the problem with AI. And the thing is, and we get that in movie cycles, we get that in television cycles, we get that in everything that we get. It's like, okay, you know, okay, we got Terminator. Okay, let's do a lot of these um, AI kind of Terminator type films. And yeah, we're quite happy to see those for a couple of years. But then we want something new. Okay, well, let's do aliens coming down. Okay, we'll do a bunch of alien movies. And then we get sick of that and let's move on to the next thing. And that's what we do as a human. We might go back and revisit something. But after a while, we do get sick of repeat and rinse and repeat again sort of thing. We're going to want something new. And every generation is going to want something to call their own anyway. Well, that's that's just the way of things, though. So that's the reason why I think that AI is like, yeah, okay, it might sound good on term paper. And then they might, you know, WGA might decide to go do you know do this thing with ai but what they'll find is that yeah they'll throw a lot of they might throw a lot of money into it but in about five years time they're going to realize it's like it's i don't know them. you know as long as you've got where there's greed and where there's mankind they will find a way to use it to their advantage so you just yeah but what, but what but what but what i'm saying even if you sit there and Let's take film series, for instance. Let's take any film series you want to go for. And yes, we're quite happy to sit there and watch a film series right. sort of thing. But at some point, we the major part of the audience does drop off. Yeah, I agree with that. Like The Walking Dead. Because they lost maybe, me after a season. Zombies in general. Becomes, zombies well, in general. Well, they got old. Well, if anything, because, well, even if it becomes paint by numbers, we fly off. Friday the 13th flew off because it became paint by numbers. Halloween, Chucky had to reinvent itself in order to keep going. You know, right. you have to keep there's a reinvention, but if you keep repeating the same cycle, right, right. people will drop off. That's what happens. That's what we are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yes. that's a good so point. What, so, what the, so, what they'll find, I mean, even, even if you look at computer games, let's take the Resident Evil computer game series sort of thing. We do have the Raccoon series. And then we got the point where they kind of, kind of were kind of like, okay, let's do this. Okay, we're going to sell this. And they weren't selling. So now let's reinvent it. You know, we have to go somewhere different, which is what now we got the new cycle. And, you know, that even in computer games, it's like that. You know, you, you can't keep selling the same Assassin's Creed had to do the had to re trash it all. That's and gone now, too, isn't Far it? Cry. Assassin's Creed. No, They're kind of rebooting. It. It's rebooting. None of my kids have like asked for it in many years of anything. So I'm just, you know. This well, we got Mirage coming out in October. So um, which they've gone and gone. It feels like it's around the same time, around the same time period as the original game. They're going back to, I think, Iraq, Iraq around that time, because yeah, they, they started Morocco. before it. So I think that maybe by the end of it, 
it'll come full circle. I know that they're doing a secret one where it'll be about uh, in feudal Japan. They've talked yeah. about that. Ooh, that sounds kind of cool. That's the one that I've been wanting for like over a decade. That just sounds cool. They're doing, yeah, yeah sounds they're bad. doing the Mirage one at the moment, but you know, but at the same time, it's like you know, these these are things that are, are AI, yeah, sort of thing. But the scripts have to be manufactured by people to get that human human desk. And when they were doing humans a, involved, I don't see how you could do well, something like that without. If you if you look if you look, but if you look at if you look at Odyssey, uh, the one that's set in Greek times, and the Viking one. The some they were some AI scripting going on for that, and it did lose people visually. Like, like fantastic, like AI all of a sudden is just so mm-hmm. new. This they've been working on this for a long time. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the shocker. acting. It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the acting in the AI. What they lost people in is the emotional depth of the scripts because there's yeah. because even though you you know if you're into computer games, you realize the best computer games have a very strong script, and that by right. the time that you finish it, you want to be emotionally in depth with it, like a Final Fantasy. You want to be vested in it. So, you yeah. want to invest in a character, especially if you're going to spend like you know 36 to 84 hours with these people. Yeah, you know? easy. And and then what they found in Assassin's Creed is that they you know they did have kind of these AI scripts going around, and people were really invested to begin with, but no one very no one finished them because oh, they stopped wow. becoming invested because the scripts weren't up to par. I see. So that so now they're going back. It's like okay, now we now we're going to hire all these writers to come in for Mirage. And we'll see how that does. I just so thought it was interesting when I was watching the cartoon, though, because I didn't know people were really concerned about AI back then. And I just, it kind of really caught me. I really got vested into this cartoon because when they brought it up, I go, oh, I wonder if they were thinking about 20, 30 years ago. And the the idea the idea of AI has been around in media since like the 70s. It's been around for a while, yeah. but I didn't even think, I've never heard it brought up before, except in a cartoon. I mean, which is what I, I think if you're gonna real, I think if you're gonna be really concerned about AI, I think you need to be concerned about AIs as far as the blue collar worker is concerned. I think it's gonna affect yeah. them more than anyone else. You know, whether if you don't a have lot that, of people. and they're and unfortunately, if they're gonna replace a lot of people, that's gonna leave a whole majority <laughs> of your society. I don't think it's gonna work. Place. Tell you the truth, I see that crashing and burning. I really do. Uh, I don't know. Self checking. Um, it's crashing and you know, burning. <laughs> I hate self checkout. Yeah, but, that's every, but, every, but everyone's using it. Um, but but, okay, let's let's take let's take let's take something simple. Let's take McDonald's. Pretty simple tactic. And the thing is, when you're a kid and you work at McDonald's, you hope to work yourself up to the head counter, right? right? So you can be the cashier. We no longer have cashiers. Right. There's nothing to work up towards. And even though it may sound like. I never want to, that doesn't make, that doesn't make, it doesn't care whether you think that's a career choice or whatever. Right, the thing is, right. you're, no, it's you're always going to be, fl- you're never going to get farther from, from either flipping burgers or stuff nope. in a bag. Well, you could be district manager or regional manager. Or the all but how many, yeah, but how many but, people but, are going to do that? Sa- but, but what I'm saying is that I there's know no progression. The progression, have- the progression for going from burger joining, we used to go, what, what would you, burger to fries to cashier. The joy is to be a cashier because that way you kind of worked your way up to that point. You no longer work your way up the point and there's no longer the pay progression. Everyone's making the same amount of money behind that because at the end of the day, your cashier and everything like that is on the touch screen before you even get to the counter. Yeah. 
But they still have people so, making the food. I guess we could get really scared. Yeah, but, yeah, but what he's saying, like, yeah, but what he's saying is, but that, what, yeah, but what I'm saying, there's no pay, there's no pay progression. You know, you make. Right. I don't know what minimum wage is at the moment. Let's say eight pounds fifty. That's, okay. know, I'm not sure. But eight, so you start you start going at seven pounds fifty an hour, right? To flip burgers, and then what would happen? You make eight pounds fifty because now you're going to go do drinks in fries and then you go to nine pounds fifty because then you get to be a cashier or do the drive-through window not anymore because right. now all you do is you make minimum wage and that's it because everyone's doing the same job and they're on the same level there's nowhere to work up to so the thing is is that something happens and the and and then this doesn't make mean that I'm not this does not mean that because you're a blue collar worker that you're stupid because they at the end of the day your blue collar workers are the backbone of your society if you don't take care of your blue collar workers, basically your body has no backbone. I mean, if your if your body has no backbone, it's not going to be able to stand up. So, so the thing is, if there's no progression and this is all you're going to make, why bother? True. And grocery stores, you know, grocery stores, you know, your same thing. You used to stock shelves. You know, you work, you work in the back, you're doing, you're in a storage room and then you would stock shelves and after you stock shelves and then you, you know, and then you work on the floor and after you work on the floor, you become a cashier and that's what you would work up to. Well, there's no cashier job, so there's nothing to work up to. So you're all just stock people. You're never going to be nothing but a stock person ever. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's that's, and so that's, and that's where, that's where your AI is problematic. It's, hap it's happening. Oh, it's, with, be a uh, it's happening with restaurants and bars. Now you go into, uh, Red Robin or Chili's and you, you know, you scan and you can place your full order on your phone and yeah. somebody runs it out to you and it goes, Hey, would you like to tip your server? Well, no. For what? I, well, I have said to say, I went to Wagamama's here. Wagamama's is a Japanese noodle place. And basically what you do is you take the QR, scan it with your phone, place your order in person drives, you, delivers you money. And then they go, do you want to tip us? And I'm thinking to myself, like, for what? Bringing the food from the but they want the tips and the, though. Well, 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 here's the, here's where it becomes a problem but, in a restaurant. If you're if you're sitting at one of I my tables, if you're if you're sitting at one of my tables and you scan the QR code and you place your full order and everything's brought out to you and you barely have any interaction with me, then it's asking you, would you like to tip your server? Uh, I still have the problem. I still have to tip out the bartender. Okay. Yeah, I you know, the bus boys, everything. Well, you, I don't, I don't know how it works now, but I know that when I was waitering in the states, I know that basically I had to add up my tickets, and that was my taxing I had to do as well, based on my tickets that I, that I served. Right. So, how does that affect um, your tax system as well? So, if that's the way they still do it, because what they expected that you make less as a server because you can live off your tips. Exactly. Yeah, and, it don't and work that and you're way. Also, and you're also expected to tip out other other people who are helping. Uh, yeah, along when you in work restaurant. in a restaurant, you got to so, tip out the bar. And here's the thing: the one of us. Thing. Here's the th here's the thing: when they when they introduced it at 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 uh where, where Sean and I work, where Sean used to work soon, right. is the idea would be okay. Somebody has to close this out, and somebody has to make it their table. Now, if you didn't tip me because I had barely any interaction with you, but I have to claim it as my table, but now I have to go tip out the bartender. I now money. lost. I lost money taking that ticket. Yeah, and I also have to. Sit Are there you guys say, having that I, problem? I, not yet. Well, they're they're introducing it in our store, and it's going to be a problem. It's going well, to be a big I problem. To, but, I, but I have to sit there and say that as a consumer, I mean, you know, I I do tip. I, I think I'm tipping is you know because I'm part of that generation in America anyway. So I've always tipped. I mean, I even tip the taxi driver. But I do think. I mean, but I was torn. 
I had to think twice. It made me pause. And I never had that. I never paused before on any of that kind of situation. Well, now I'm going to probably keep pause. that in the back of my mind, though. Some poor uh, schlep comes and just delivers my food because it's not right. That I want the person to wait on me. I want him to bring my stuff to the that, table. That's, that's a big thing that I that when, when my story introduced, I was like, well, okay, but people don't. If people want to just order food and eat it, they can go to McDonald's. People go exactly. to a sit-down restaurant because sometimes if it's not busy, they do want me to sit down with them and talk to them a little bit. Exactly. They do ask what's going yeah. on in my life. Yeah, you know, and I totally agree with you. And I also find, you know, because to be honest, going to Wagamama's, it did feel like going to McDonald's where I basically put in my order on the screen and then I, and then I sat Nothing down special and they, about they, the experience. they brought, me, they brought my food plate in front of me. And then I get the person and I don't see the person at all. No interaction. How are you today? Nothing. Puts my food down. And then at the end of it goes, you know, would you like, you know, like, would you like to do gratuity? And the thing is, I don't need, he didn't even have to come to my table anymore. I went through the QR. No, they don't thing. Wait I could have paid through it that way. I could have paid through it that way if I wanted to without even talking to him. So it's, it's kind of a like way. That. So that, I think we're becoming so out of touch society. And this is not going to help. Mm-hmm. But, it's not gonna but help. so that so but that brings us back to the AI as far as the arts and stuff like this. Right. Goes. I think, you know, I think I think that will even itself out. This side of things, I'm not quite sure because this looks like the way of the future. And the question basically is, is that what are you going to do if, you know, you know, not everyone is cut out to be a white collar worker. No. And and we're living in a society that basically we're throwing all our kids into these white collar roles because they're getting rid of all the arts and all the other stuff anyway. That's so sad. That's really depressing. And what happened? Well, the question basically is, is what happens if you don't fit into this box? Because not everyone fits in the box. And just because you might be better with your hands or might be better at shop or might be better at whatever or arts or ceramics or whatever it may be, doesn't mean that you're a lesser person of society. Exactly. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how high your degree is i don't care how many fucking phds at the end of the day someone's still gonna have to be able to fix your car no shit exactly so and so and someone's still gonna have to sweep up after your shit and be able to cook for you and serve your fucking food to you because you're too fucking you're too fucking high brow to sit and do that fucking stuff yourself so at the end of the day you might want to sit there and go okay yeah this might be an easy life for you but at the end of the day it's gonna be harder on you too you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get any satisfaction out of it and at the end of the day even though you might be a high Mickey Muck with a couple of PhDs, it's a, the problem basically is, is that your backbone and your blue collar workers aren't working. You're not going to have anyone giving you fucking money anyway. So you might want to look at yourself. Someone's got to do the yard. Exactly. And that's always, that's always been my, that's always been my, my issue with these companies not wanting to pay people properly is that eventually you don't want to pay the people working for you properly. The people who work for you aren't going to be able to afford your products. And where, where is your money going to come? Right. From? Exactly. And I can, and I can tell you one thing now, as far as rich people are concerned or people who are financially wealthy, they don't pay for a fucking thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Lots of comps and freebies. You know, when's the last, when's the last time Bill Gates paid for any fucking thing in his life? The farm, well, he bought but, some farm, but farm I, but, stuff down here by Austin. No, but what, <laughs> I but, what, but, what I can, but what I can tell you, but all I can tell you is the people who are cleaning his offices, the people who are doing the grunt work for him, they're the ones spending the money. So you yeah. might want to take care of these people because at the end of the day, the less you have, the more you spend, and the more you have, the less you spend. Yeah. 
that's the way life is. I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be something to deal with for sure. I guess we will see as the days progress. I'd like to keep it out of the restaurants and the grocery stores and stuff, but you know. I like to say I am I am guilty of doing self-checkout because I really hate when people ask me how I'm doing. I just fucking hate it. But I, I don't mind it in a restaurant. But when I'm going to the supermarket, I kind of like to want to get in and get out because I fucking hate shopping. So that, that's I hate me. shopping, <laughs> that's too. But personally. sometimes but those machines do not make my day and my shopping experience more pleasurable. I always tell that kid with the phone thing, standing there and things. I go, don't go anywhere. I'm going to fuck this up in about two minutes. And he doesn't leave. He knows me. He waits for me every day to finish my shopping. I well, <laughs> we have we have this new system where we have these guns now. So you go in, yeah. put your credit card next to the gun, and you go beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and then as soon those. as you beeped everything, you walked just out the door with it. Yeah. That's it. You know, you're not even going to a self-checkout anymore. Amazon's doing that. Amazon's doing that where you could walk into the grocery store. It picks up on your phone that, uh, that you're an Amazon member. You grab yeah. whatever you want. You walk out the door. It charges your Amazon account. Yep. Yep. And that and that's what Crazy. we're doing. We're doing it, and we're doing this in our grocery stores now. Like all the major grocery stores are now doing this. So it's like, God, we've gotten to be such an impersonal society. Hmm. Well, I think you know. I think that you know. Kind I mean, the thing actually. is, that's fine. What's well, kind of sad. The thing is, if but the thing is, if you're going to progress, you're going to have to find a way what to do with the misplaced society members that is taking down their jobs. And you're going to have to find something for them to do. And the problem basically is they're not finding something for them to do. They're not going to find anything. The system's going to go shit when that happens. If that happens. I, I love that. Like people like Joe, we've got people like him here. We love our waiter. We don't want them to replace this guy because he knows us. He knows what we like. He's on top of things. Well, Joe, I'm sure you're the same way. I'm sure you are too. But I mean, you've got people you just like, oh, yay, it's you. You're here. I don't get that from a computer screen. You know, I actually like tipping these people, you know, because I know they work hard. So, I mean, I won't well, like it. Well, it's like your shop. It's like your shopping clerks anyway. There won't be long until there won't be any shops. I mean, there'll be closed shops, but that's probably going to be about it soon. There's I'm no record sure. shops here whatsoever. I'm <laughs> There's a, no I, I always wake up every shops. day and want off yeah. this fucking planet anyway now. When I reincarnate, yeah. I am not coming back here. Not but you yeah. never, but you never know. I mean, society does have a way of turning back, so you never know. So we'll get to a point, and sometimes it does reflect back. We've had it in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and 2000s. Almost there. We're almost back. there. So, so, so anyway, I guess we're back to the Riddler. I don't know how we got to that, but um, back to the Riddler. Um, so I guess we'll get to the point where we talk about who's our favorite character and our least favorite character in this block. Starting with you, Vix. I hate it when you do that. Well, definitely, well, my favorite character, and she didn't have much, I'm really happy to see Batgirl finally get into uh, this the scene. I, I've never watched all these, so it's kind of a new thing for me. So I'm really kind of excited to watch how this stuff happens. That's why I'm the most ignorant out of all of you on the series. But I and I, I enjoyed seeing the addition of the Riddler. You know, I know. I, do I have to have one I don't like? I liked everybody. <laughs> um, who don't I like? Who was a shitty character? Help me. I couldn't think of one for this one. I liked all of them. 
Howdy doody, howdy doody, howdy doody, all um, Redenbacher. Yeah, that that would probably be it. He's a bit weak. Yeah, there isn't really anybody. These were, you know, for the most part, they were pretty Uh, tight. These were all pretty tight. Carl Carl Ronson. There we go. Okay, well, yeah, he sucked balls. Okay, (laughs) howdy howdy doody, Orville Redenbach. (laughs) I don't know where you got them. I guess he does. I don't know. I, I thought that this was a fun bunch of episodes, though. I, I love seeing the Riddler. I love the fact that they've got Batgirl in it. This is my first episode. finally Robin starting to show up, you know, more. And, you know, you see things starting to congeal and you think, know where it's going to How far are we away from the second season? Not too far. Right? This is the second. Huh? We this are the second? second. Yeah. This is the second. Was there three seasons? Four. Four. Yeah. Four. Four. But... I don't know. It's all coming together really well. I, I can't. I, I actually, when we're done with this, I'm probably going to want to watch the other ones because I really am enjoying this more than I should for an adult. <laughs> so, but uh, there's no. I love the whole thing. Riddler is intriguing. I have to admit. Like I said, he just reminded me of Frank Gorshin, and I was just sold when I saw that. So. And what about yourself, Sean? Who's your favorite um, and least favorite? Uh, probably my favorite's the Riddler. I love John Glover. I think he's great at, yeah. at, as the role of the Riddler. And it's always cool to hear John see John hear and see John Glover in another DC role. Uh, Lionel Luther on Smallville. He played. Uh, oh, is that where I heard? A, a, he was, he also played uh, Mark Strong's character's father in the first Shazam movie. He's done voice oh, no tons of voices all across the super or the uh, DC universe. So. He Scrubs as well. Was he in Scrubs? I think he played a role you know he that you're th- um he wasn't in scrubs he was in oh god what was he else was he? i get i get i get confused with him and the guy in die hard the doctor sometimes. in scrubs you're thinking the, the lead yeah. doctor yeah. i i can see that yeah, yeah the, the face no the uh no john glover yeah i i love john glover though and that, of course he's daniel clamp can't go wrong with daniel clamp but he's he's a great Riddler, and he also shows up in Batman and Robin as the. Uh, oh yeah, oh he's God. he's Poison he, Ivy's uh the the guy po- boss in in, yeah. in uh, oh, wait, yeah, South America. He did Smallville too, and Gremlins too. Yep, yep. Very Glover is the best. Batman and Robin, love, valor, compassion. <laughs> Boy, he's been a busy man. He is a busy man, and uh, probably my least favorite, I guess, Carl Rossum. I, yeah, he's kind of a. He's kind of just a limp character. He built this AI, but there's no real evil tendencies or anything like that. And then you find out he's he's kind of he's just not there. It's it's just kind of a weak character. Just feels. Mm-hmm. He was. What about of, yourself, Joe? Uh it's it's gonna be three on three here. The Riddler's my favorite. Ronson's my least. Uh, the the Riddler in this actually, you know, you do kind of. Like I said earlier, the best villains are the ones where you can understand how they can become villains. And in this case, you have a guy who is creates something and it basically gets stolen from him. And you could totally understand why he would want revenge, because now here, here's this company making billions of dollars off my creation. You're cutting me out. I'd be pissed, too. I agree. My favorite is a toss between Barbara Gordon. Because nothing's better than a girl with um, pu- um pedal pushers on, and, pedal pushers, um, and you like, would notice that she looked like she had pedal pushers. She looks like she was sixties, doesn't she? She's very sixties in this. Yeah. Um, and then cute. um, but but then uh, Edward Enigma. I thought this was a really good way of introducing him without. I think I would have. I think I probably would have liked a more of a two-parter, more of an introduction to him. But for a one-parter, I think they did a good job. Sort of thing. That's the only drawback i would say i would like to see more of an 
a strong, a, a, a more in depth origin story for him, only because I think he deserves it. One thing you know, that he confuses me about these Batman's is I can never figure out the merry-go-round between being out and Arkham. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> do these guys get incarcerated? Are they ever? <laughs> you see them incarcerated, then they're back out. Incarcerated, back out. Yeah, I mean, um, when you look at Arkham, I mean, it's an old Victorian um, prison anyway, so maybe there's a lot of holes. <laughs> They're not dealing with the foundation. Um, my least favorite, I guess, is Rotsum, only because it didn't feel that fully developed. And also, I think it's the payoff. You would think that Bruce Wayne would have realized that his best friend wasn't They quite did kind of dumb him down a little bit, didn't they? Just, yeah. Yeah. So let's go to the favorite um, episode and least favorite episode. Start with you, Vix. What's your favorite episode and least favorite episode? You know, I have to say that I wouldn't say, well, the two-parter was like my favorite. I was really intrigued with it. Um, It it, it probably, I don't know. Is this the one we thought ended funny or was that the first one? I didn't think this one ended funny. I I, I enjoyed the two-parter a lot more. Mm. Uh, The, uh, sorry. Having a brown moment here. Um, the briefcase thing mm-hmm. with the security guards and then the ladies. Yeah, heart of steel. Yeah. That I I I kind of that one was my favorite. Um I've I didn't have a bad one though. I just I just I liked them all. Uh if I had to pick which was my least favorite, I would probably go with uh none of them. I liked them all. I can't pick one. Sorry, I liked them all. And what about yourself, Joe? What's your favorite episode or least favorite episode? Uh, My favorite is if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Because I I just feel like that one was actually perfect. Um, The the only, yeah, the, the thing about the other two is that, you know, they were very good except for, you know, one or two things. So this was a, this was a really good batch of episodes. So it's kind of really hard to get that. You got you got to meet yes, these people. And, yes, it's kind of hard to, you know. I can't uh, really say one was shit and one was great. That's the no, problem. None no, of not, were, none of them. None of them were that bad. I mean, a couple, a couple of them, you know, a couple of them shit the bed in some places, like the you know, the, the Robin Bruce on Wayne stilts not thing. knowing what was going on. And he yeah, left Alfred, the, Alfred to get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne is so. Computer. Bruce Wayne is other than other than that, you know. <clears throat> other than the two-part episode, he's been written to be so intelligent that it's like, why are you such a moron? Who wrote that episode? You boys? I, I don't remember. I didn't look. I wonder if it's just a matter of the writing. You know, whoever's prison was. Uh, written by Bryn Stevens and Richard Bronskill. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. but yeah. But yeah. Richard um, Bryn Stevens. Bryn Stevens wrote, wrote it. Bryn Stevens, like the B-movie actress? Uh no, B R Y N N E Stevens worked. Oh, Bryn. Okay, Bryn. 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 She worked on Gargoyles and Spider Man. Okay, Gargoyles Uh, is a good series. Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. There really wasn't a really like you know terrible episode. It's just you know I was I can't figure out one I didn't like. I just I guess the weakest one. What's the weakest one, guys? Is we're all gonna have to come up with. Yeah, I, I you know all of them were, were good except for one minor detail. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. I, yeah, that's what I think. I love, I love that. See, I, I thought I was acting. No, it's it's difficult to choose them. It's it's very difficult to choose one that's the the least 
of the four because for me like the obvious one is the the riddler one that's my favorite one but i uh i like I the one you. with batgirl coming there's there's the elements of all of them that that, yeah. that you know well are, a lot of these good. are like intro too a little bit to what's for things to come so we're, well, we're we don't have to have a least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'm I'm gonna abstain from that. Okay. Now I'm we sit there and we going, huh? What? What? I was gonna say I'm abstaining from it because I got I got I don't have a least favorite. I, I honestly I the Riddler one's the right. I'd probably say if mm. I was just to rank them in order, I'd say I'd go Riddler, uh, Strange Case, uh, Strange Case of Bruce Wayne, and right. then the AI one probably third. Only just because. Yeah, I, I I love the re, the interaction with uh, Joker, Two Face, and Penguin, and I think yeah, that, that really I agree. I have to agree with you. So, well, that brings to the end of the Literary License Podcast. Our next Batman anime series will be covering four episodes, which will be Joker's Wild, Tiger, Tiger, Moon of the Wolf, and Day of the Samurai. And of course, we'll be continuing our make remake with Halloween, the original from 1978, and the Rob Zombie Halloween. And of course, our um, M&M Monsters and Mad Men will be covering your your next and the guest and of course our next book to screen is beloved by tony morrison and the oprah winfrey and danny glover film named of the same name so it's good night for myself and good night vicky night guys good night sean good night everybody good night joe question the answer bright and clear i will answer with a question clear and bright even though your answer may be wrong, my question will be right. Question me an answer. Answer with a question. 1492. What's the year that Babe Ruth hit his 60th home run? Wellington at Waterloo. Who became the hero at the battle? Learning can be lots of fun Question me an answer bright and clear I will answer with a question clear and bright Even though your answer may be wrong My question will be right Question me an answer Answer with a question The way that Yankee Doodle really went to town Cleaning up the atmosphere What's the reason London Bridge is always falling down? You, you can't learn things from a clown Question me an answer bright and clear I will answer with a question clear and bright Even though your answer may be wrong My question will be right Question be an answer Answer with a question On the good ship Lollipop How did Christopher Columbus sail upon the sea? Underneath the circus top Where did Cleopatra get to be
question me an answer Question me.